I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is Babe. Babe. Hi. Hi. Um, we're back. We're back. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on today. There's a spider has posi- has positioned itself <laughs> right above my head on the ceiling, and I'm it's causing terrified. a lot of drama. It's actually giving me so much anxiety and so, scaring Ryan. Yeah, so I'm, we're actually but it's not moving. It hasn't moved, and we spotted it about 20 minutes ago. So I think it's fine. It's out to get me. I'm glad that it's in your house instead of my house. Oh, fuck off. We live next door. It could totally travel to yours. I don't know. I've been like really deep cleaning lately <laughs> and eliminating all spider dens. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, my anxiety. <laughs> has caused me to have some wine we've never we've never had some wine on the podcast this is a landmark ever. event yeah called we're having a glass of wine i kind of already podcast. hate it because we i like to be completely crystal clear for my readers and i feel like i'm already like wasted i had one sip. <laughs> well it is a white sip. wine which really gets me i don't have white wine i was craving a gruner today so i immediately hightailed it to the domain i said give me a gruner immediately <laughs> <laughs> then i talked to jill who owns domain la and she pointed me toward an Oregon Gruner, which I was surprised by because all Gruner is made in Austria, or so I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's been like wanting to talk about Gruner to anyone that would listen, and me and the producer, Sammy, that's here, are not engaging with him on Sammy the Gruner Sammy hates level. the Gruner. Sammy hates the I'm Gruner. I'm obsessed with how much she hates the Gruner. I I'm like obsessed. the Gruner. Ryan wants to talk about the Gruner, but neither of us will go there, and so now he's putting well, his was, Gruner it was, tales it was, it was on a, the readers. It was a lively day. I went to Domain. Jill... What did you do today? Jill, you went to you the mean? wine store? Yeah, but I went, I went to my trainer... I worked on um, me and Jonathan's movie, which is almost done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and got a massage by a guy who had cerebral palsy. Oh, love. Yeah, just in his foot. I was like, must be nice. <laughs> Wait, how can you get it just in your foot? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, you can get it in just one? Yeah, like, well, it affects, like, it can affect, like, one area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he just got Interesting. lucky. He just, like, had a, and he gave a great massage. I was like, my sister supporting each other. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I went to Friends Domain for LA. Life. Then I went to go out and sh- I got shaved today. Mm-hmm. So and you look was, youthful. Which was crazy because I realized that there's just like four zits that I've been like lurking underneath my facial hair. And now they're just like prime time real estate on my face. You know what I mean? I only see one, but oh, okay. it's fine. And then I was like, I'm craving a gruner. So I left. <laughs> <laughs> This day is so dark. What a day. Yet, not uncommon. So then I went to Domain. Dylan, the other one who worked at Domain, pointed me to a Gruner that was made in Austria, obviously. But then Jill swooped in and said, no. And then pointed me to one in Oregon. And then here we are. It's I'm really like, thrilling. I know. It's like. What? Uh, what? What did you say? Lol. Okay, so. Will I wake we, up from this nightmare? We yes a, or no? We have a guest today. By the way, we do have a guest I had dinner today. With, I had dinner with Carly last night, uh, who was on the podcast, and she goes, You are the worst at introing guests. Like, she's like, 
you don't introduce people. You just start talking to them. It's true. <laughs> you just like well, loop them into the conversation. Well, but we were better about it last week. With Tracy, I thought yeah. we were, but we're being. I had to now. intervene. Well, because Melissa's here, but we'll get to that. But we—that's like a thing where you introduce, <laughs> you can talk and have banter, and then you can introduce the guest. Right. You just have to like do like an intro. Yeah. Say, and now we have a special guest. It's funny seeing people not able to speak. Cause like, cause she's, she's mute. <laughs> she wants to, talk. she wants to talk. You can tell. I feel bad like, too. Jim, when Jim Parsons then I was also on. I like it. It's a sense of control. Yo, me too. <laughs> I kind of do too. It's like, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a podcast top. Who knew? Should we start having guests on and not ever introduce them? Or yes. Them to see? Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> and just have them sitting with us and not say a goddamn not thing. Not say anything. And still say. Not even laugh. Featuring whoever. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then make them promote it on social media. <laughs> but they were never they never got never to allowed to utter a sound oh that is a good <laughs> idea honey i'm loving that no we have a really good one today so i think we should let her speak yeah um but jim was struggling when he was on he was like i want to talk yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and he couldn't until he could um <laughs> so basically what are we talking about oh uh, I want to talk about some babes of the week, which I know is kind of, we're going out of order here. Yeah. Um, but we can, we can go right into a babe okay. of the week. So my babe of the week, well, there's two of them. Well, Sky Mail, let's call it Sky Mail. People ask me like, what's going on with Sky Ferrer? And yeah, I don't, I don't they know what to tell them. To check it, in. Well, I don't know what to tell them because the answer is nothing. She's been in the studio. <laughs> she's been in the studio forever. She's in the studio now. She's recording. She's sleeping two hours a night. She's, she's having a really hard time. <laughs> she's having, a, she's literally like, I've been, no, it's always, you could like, just no. cut and paste whatever you said last time. No, for I what know. Sky's going she through she this literally, time. like last week, she was like, I've been up for 20 hours laying down <laughs> vocals with a cold sinus affection fever, 404 degrees. And like no one cares like literally like it's the same shit over and over again so she's recording that's, do you think that's sky promising. has a therapist no i think she has a drug dealer <laughs> which is often the same thing is it not but like <laughs> no one in her life has been like hey maybe you should go to therapy like i think that sky keeps it close <laughs> to the- I think that she sky's has what in the sky cave. Uh, yeah, sky's in the sky cave, and she's she, in the sky mall. Yeah, she's in the sky mall doing sky mail, <laughs> doing sky whatever. Uh, the sky does have limits. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> the sky has limits. That's fun. That's what we should call the section of sky for a sky has limits. So what is so? Did she do any social media? Updating? She was yeah from from the studio, and she was really tired, and she's like, I've been awake for forty eight hours. I have a fever. Like like it's just nonstop. Fucking drama. Like, go, with to sleep, her. go to sleep. Like, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Um, and then my other babe of the week, which is like, okay, I actually would love to have her on the podcast. Let's like secret that. Uh, Jamama Kirk. She mm-hmm. page six reported that she had a stoop sale for her like for for her brownstone, which she's selling for like four point five million dollars. And she was having a stoop sale, and she was apparently selling unopened girl DVD box sets. Lol. And then making people Venmo her for them. That's lol. smart. No, I know. It's totally smart, but it's like kind of lol. I'm like, you're having a stoop sale for your multi-million dollar brownstone, and you're selling off like sweat, like your own show that you talk shit about every season. I love Jamama because literally I've never had someone be cast on an HBO show and then in interviews be like, I fucking hate this show. I wish I could go back to my painting. And it's like... I'm obsessed. I love that though. She's doing no, she's a really chic. smart actress thing where you just like pretend that you that don't you're like not an anything and like that you're me. not an actress. Yeah. yeah. You do this. I'm game. doing that all the time. Ryan's, Wait, I had a breakthrough in you're acting a class Jemai- yesterday. Oh, what was your breakthrough? Oh my God. Tell me everything. Oh my God. Okay. So, what is your acting what? teacher like? 
P.S. Oh, her name is Myra. She's she's like, what's her vibe? She's fine. We get along really well. Yeah, she's like my mommy. Is she like <laughs> intense? Is she like get to the scene? It kind of. Well, really? like we lull until we don't lull. Like it's very much like okay, back to business. Like it's like okay, you know what I mean? She's a, she's like a. I love her. I she think cracks the whip on you. She cracks the whip, but we also like lull and have fun. We like we've gotten kind of close. It's like a weird relationship, you know, an acting teacher and her. <laughs> <laughs> It's really intimate. I'm, I'm learning that. I'm learning that. What was your breakthrough? <laughs> so basically, we're, I was doing a challenging scene. And um, <laughs> it was hard for me to access emotionally. Do you um, just do... Do you do any scenes outside of like... No. Oh, like okay. Hamlet or some shit? Yeah. No, I do not do So that. you're not classically trained then. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so anywho, um, then she, basically the, my character comes in and he has to tell his mom like what he wants. He wants to, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but he, he has to talk about what he wants. <laughs> and I like was having a hard time really accessing the frustration and the anger. So she was like, tell me what you want. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, tell me like what you want right now. And I'm like, what, like in general? And she goes, yeah. And so then I had to like talk about all the things I wanted that I wasn't getting. And uh, <laughs> which, what did which, you say? No, it's actually too dark to share on the podcast. No, I need to know. No, I can't talk about one crucial thing. Okay, that's which fine. Which was hilarious. But you're you're like, I want a gruner, but Jill says I only come from Austria, but then Jill recommending an organ. I one. literally said I want to go to Provincetown. <laughs> I do. Because I do. Because you definitely this do. This summer. This summer I want to do it. Um and I want a dog, which we can't talk about anymore. Oh my god. But it was a safe space with me and Myra. I can I can be myself around her. <laughs> <laughs> she's like support she's like playing into your like dog me. yeah she's like so, you should get a dog no but you know what she told me not to buy a house yeah she told me it was the wrong time to buy a house which i was <laughs> like which i was like myra i get it she's, she's a homeowner she gets it she goes it's an eight she goes it's an eight to ten year cycle we're on it you're eight she's like don't buy a house she's like we're gonna hit the bubble i mean i already know that because i'm literally on redfin every day and i see a listing for literally like a pothole in the ground on sunset go for two million dollars and mm-hmm. i'm like oh maybe this isn't the right time to buy yeah no so i'm just like it's really, time to die not time yeah exactly yeah it's time, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. um so anyway so basically she broke me down to build me up again and it worked so i i channeled my anger and frustration in my own wants and needs and then i I, it's like, it really, I did the scene completely the way I needed to do it initially. Oh my God. I love that. I know. It was really cool. It so, was really cool. No, cause the, like, I was like, I want this. And then she goes, tell me more. Tell me again. And I would be like, okay. And then she'd be like, do it again. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. She's like, again. And I was like, ah, like literally. And I like lost my shit and I got really emotional and I was just like, ah. And it was like freaky and I had to catch my breath and it was like nuts. Oh my God. I know. I know. I'm watching Barry on HBO and it's like really resonant with me. You're you know acting. Mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't murder people, but I do want to be an actor. <laughs> just kidding. I don't want to be an actor. So anyway, what's going on with you? Jemima. <laughs> well, I've been just working out and not barfing, which is new for me. Cause every time I've worked out in the, like in the past, like few weeks, I've been like, puking during class Melissa can you believe anyone listens to this podcast by the way like literally I'm just like literally I'm talking about my acting class she's talking about vomiting during workouts and we're like yeah it's best it's, it's the best. compelling <laughs> I don't know about it's that. oddly compelling it's camp pelling <laughs> It's campy as fuck. It does something for people. Yeah, I don't know. God bless. It does something for me. It does something for me too. Yeah. Okay, so you're vomiting. You're not vomiting. Not vomiting. Feeling stronger every day. Just like doing my sprints. And, you know, it's good. I'm realizing that I need to 
start waking up really early in the morning. Like I need to be up by six so that I can when do everything. <laughs> no, just so that I can do everything that I need to do in a day, which is something I've really been trying to fight against because yeah. I don't want to wake up early. Right. Like I just want to do that's what really early. I, I know, but like my best, my best self on my best self schedule is like waking up at 6 a.m., going to a 6.30 workout, and then being ready to work by 9.30 a.m. Like See, that's, I'm eaten. the opposite. I need to I – if I work out before I write, I'm done. I'm, I'm spent. So I need, what I do is I work. I need to write immediately, and then I work out in the afternoon. See, I have to have a reason to get out of bed in the morning, and the workout Same. is what Fair. gets okay. me out of bed. Okay. And like, if I'm not don't, writing, no, she can't get absolutely out. Nope. not. She definitely I'm won't like get out of bed for writing. Starting another podcast so that I don't have to write. Like, I literally will do anything to not write. Yeah, something. you don't. You don't like to write. I don't, li- I like, don't like. I like it, it sometimes, but no. I mostly you hate mostly it. hate it. Yeah, yeah. but there is um, fulfilling parts. <laughs> Like being a New TBD York Times bestseller. TBD what they are, yeah. Oh my god, wait, I just realized that there's two New York Times bestselling authors. <gasps> no. Uh, oh. Just one, I guess. My. <laughs> wait, wait, that's actually crazy because... Wait. This is a really good intro, by the way. Wait, You're killing it on, on the intro. Wait, okay, that was not... I'm actually shook right now because <laughs> your book sold a bunch of copies and you know it did. Can we okay, just, wait, sorry. can we we'll introduce her? Okay, okay I'm sorry, you. I'm sorry. So our guest today. Not all at the same time. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> to be a bestseller, they have to go, all go at the same time. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, so let me introduce our guest. She is amazing. I love her. Her name is Melissa Broder. <laughs> what? Melissa Iconic Broder. Wait, to me. Hold on, hold on. Iconic <laughs> to me. But listen, so Melissa Broder is uh, a rare breed in the sense that she's a poet who has actually made it <laughs> and been like really <laughs> successful. <laughs> it's true. And uh, she has this very successful Twitter account, So Sad Today, which then she turned into a very successful book of personal essays. Not a best, not a New, not New York Times seller, but it I sold. I think it was a bestseller somewhere. I'm sure it did because it <laughs> yeah. sold a like lot. Like in Detroit or something. And then, and then, and then she has a new book coming out um, called The Pisces, which is out May 1st. And it's Ugh, fucking I can't incredible. Wait to read that. It's your first fiction foray, no? First foray. Foray. Well, honey, I was sold. I read it, I read it in a day. I was at Rancho Valencia and I just devoured it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. (laughs) What? I'm serious. There's a lot of pussy eating. There's a lot of pussy eating and there's a lot of. That's what the world needs. Yeah. More. More. Oh, for sure. And there's a lot of merman sex. Sheep. Which is something I never thought I would respond to. Not like I'm a, I'm not like I'm judging it because I literally jerked off to like incest porn today. But I mean. (laughs) What is, uh, what's the plot of the book? Um, like text for our read or for the readers. For the Hi, readers. Wait, the readers. <laughs> we call them. The we call readers. Our oh. listeners readers. <laughs> Hi guys, <laughs> we're crazy like that. <laughs> so wild. Anyways, yeah. So like the te- like the ne- like the thing like okay, the narrative like the log line. Yeah, Give me a, a woman. Log. I love a log. A the woman, log line. A woman moves to Venice Beach for a summer and falls into romantic obsession with a merman whose tale starts below the dick. Yeah, Chic. that's really Laura. You would love it. No, I'm obsessed. It is I'm sweating. so good. It's really interesting because it's it's actually very erotic. Like I would say, it's like literotica sometimes. Tbh. Well, yeah, but that's it's like also perfect... but it's also in true Melissa Broder fashion. It's very bleak. <laughs> Too. I mean, it is. It's like it's a very dark story. Um, you know. Oh my I'm, god, I cannot wait to read. That. Oh, it's so good. Like I, I knew it was about a merman, but I didn't know like the. I didn't know the logline. I mean, I would say you could borrow my copy, but you need to buy. No, your I'm own gonna copy buy it. and support your local. I'm gonna author. buy it on Amazon. 
I'm going to rack the pre-orders up because that's how you become that's a New York Times you, bestseller. Oh, you know. Yeah. So everyone yeah. needs to you gotta pre-order. You got to front load that shit. Yeah. yeah. Front load it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait, I'm shocked because I know that So Sad Today sold a bunch of copies. It did. Yeah, it's still selling. Yeah. Do you get royalties yet? Yeah. Oh. That's amazing. That's so chic. Me- Wait, that's better than being a New York Times bestseller. No, that's better. Yeah. No, that's It just insane. didn't all happen at the same time. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, because White Girl Problems sold and was a New York Times bestseller, the actual like last one on the possible extended list, but nice. still on. And I didn't get royalties until last year, so it was five years before I saw Ascent. But say la vie. Everyone's journey is different. We're not in it to get rich, you know. The writers, no. the right, the Odyssey of, you're not of yeah, the writer. You're doing so well. You have a lot of shit going on right now. I do. I feel like you're killing it. I so, you're like quietly killing it. She. I feel like you're not the one to say you're killing it, but let me say you're killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like I have a Jewish mother, so like I can't say I'm killing it because then it's a kinahora, which is like oh. a Yiddish word for like you're gonna fuck yourself if you give yourself any credit. Mm. Well, okay. So wait, I have like a question. it's all gonna end because you are. A successful author you are and so do you ever feel that way or do you ever do you ever um allow yourself to feel good about being successful yes like there are moments um one time when i was the like the first time i ever got paid to do a poetry reading which like some Wait, people would not what <laughs> i didn't know that happen yeah it was at a university in I didn't know people got paid to write poetry let alone read them in mm-hmm. the poetry reading major wow. and it was like not what like hollywood would define as success because i think i made like 50 dollars right and like i didn't have an agent because like i'm not making it rain right but right. like i remember looking at the window i was in at this university in albany right after i had well first of all when i was reading i had a panic attack because because During I, the reading. Yes. Because I was being paid, I was like, you, like, and it was a 30 minute reading, which is like long. Oh, Whoa. I think it was like, I was making like $200. Like, it was nice. And I That's was a like, a long time though to like, I was like, I can't just like, but I was like, they're paying me. Like, yeah. I can't just like let, I can't just like walk out. You know, you got to right. stay up here. So that was like the pressure. But then after I had the panic attack and then went and sat back down and sort of like dissociated for a while mm-hmm. and listened to like the other poet <laughs> who was reading, which was like a hell unto itself. I remember I looked at the window and <laughs> And it was snowing and I looked at my reflection and I was like, this is what you wanted to be when you grew up. Oh, uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Those oh moments are really coming yeah. back to the self, coming yeah. back to the self. But like now that like bigger things are happening, um, you know, than the Albany poetry reading. Um, <laughs> you mean that wasn't the peak? It wasn't the apex. I thought it might be at the time. It's all downhill from here. I always think it's the apex. Yeah, Everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is it. True. Like it's all like the, this yeah. is the last good thing that's gonna happen but now it's like when really good things happen like okay i'm waiting for this new york times piece to run which is oh. like profile in the art section right uh, wait waiting. that's so chic What's right it is out? um well that's a good question so it was gonna it was supposed to come out did like they, two like, weeks follow ago you around? You, like, and then well i just like met with someone and like we did like a profile did you like where'd you go where'd you take them well it was when i went to it was when i was in new york a couple weeks ago uh-huh. so we went to like the natural history museum and we were going to stand under the whale but then the whale was closed of course so right. we went to like the homunculi and like oh, the love. pro-magnon men and did stuff you, did you eat in front of them i love when they describe what they're eating i did I, we had like, a fish my, lunch okay oh, they're like Marissa broder gingerly eats her salmon like you know what i mean or like or devours it or it gets a plate of fries and says oh, can we share these please like you know, I, <laughs> I love when like profiles talk about the food consumption because it's all those 
like actresses who don't eat, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, um, I read one with Allison Williams that was like, I eat a donut every day from the vendor. I, I literally eat a donut every single day. I yeah. love a donut. And you're like, no, she it's talked about fake. donuts. No, no, nut for There's four hours. Yeah. The it was like, donut. I guess we'll the donut thing in. So you ate in front of them. I wonder if they're going to so describe I did, what you ate. Which is always like a very, like, I yeah, don't like, I, I would like prefer to eat in my car in a parking lot, like huddled over the steering wheel Wait, like a rat. You what know? is, what in is your, dark. what is your favorite? You told me. Mini cheesecakes. Yeah. Mini cheesecakes? For, yeah. Diet mini cheesecakes. <laughs> I eat three of them in a row. Cause one, if you oh only eat one, then there's the sadness. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have it's two. too little. How big? Um, they are, like the size of <laughs> like a personal like, little round like a tennis cake? ball okay. little but like not that like deep okay. you know but who um, makes them this weird kosher company in new york i found them at one deli in new york city and i like loaded up and then every time i'm back in new york i always like go there but i've just found them recently at gelson's in los angeles no but then like is it the gelson's with the bar in it um no it's not i love it's that not bar gelson's. i love that bar that's a babe moment it's that bar. bar opening up but la if we, if we is like a babe doing up, it should now. be at the gelson's bar yeah like yeah. la just or the a Ralph's side bar. note yeah is like doing things like opening bars in weird locations, like the grocery store. And there was like, somewhere else where there's a bar now. Watching those people makes me want to drink a lot, like away from there. But, but like people, people like are having a moment there. Yeah, like it's, it's they're weird. cheersing their glass of Miraval and then like someone's softly playing an acoustic version of like well, come as you are, are like and literally searching for like poultry. Like I don't understand. But you can give whoever at the grocery <laughs> store your grocery list and be like, you do it. And then they really? shop for you and then oh. come back and That's then give cheap. you the thing and, and then, then you just like, like drive home drunk yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a perfect system wow okay so you love diet mini cheesecakes so i love the diet mini cheesecakes but so but so anyway so this new york times thing okay like i just wanted to give you an example of how yeah. like um something good comes into my life and i take the joy away right. so like that's exciting right i'm like waiting for it to happen so i'm like oh it's not gonna happen like it's not gonna run they've decided not to mm-hmm. but really i only i think like deep down i only want it to run so that i can post it on facebook and like this one dude i blew in a stairwell like i mean mm-hmm. i've blown a lot of people yeah but, right right but like this one particular one for some reason he's been on my mind a lot lately and we're Facebook friends and like he I want like him to see the link (laughs) yeah you know totally and all I can think about is like him saying like it's not about like any like level of achievement because I have to boil it down to like that one person to whom I will never be enough of Mm -hmm. course yeah no totally like you have to pick what drives you yes and for me it's the guy who stairwell blowjob yeah 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 totally well does he live in LA he does, which is so weird. But I didn't blow him in LA. Okay. I blew him in Massachusetts in college. <laughs> Random. Yeah, in a dorm. It's like so strange because again, there have been a lot of like, you know, one night stands. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest, you one know, one night blands. Mm-hmm. One night blands. Oh, I like that. I've been saying that for a long time. I've never heard it until now, but that's great. <laughs> One night plans. One night plans. No, plans. Plans. But for some reason, oh, I have like a glance. No, I do Oh my God. Yeah, bl- one night plans. I love that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not an idiot. One night plans. <laughs> oh my God. You kill me. Up. Okay. So. <laughs> so, one night plans, such a good one. Oh my God. Okay, whatever. Okay. Okay, so. So, so, <laughs> so you blew this guy in Massachusetts. So now yeah. it's like V for and Vendetta. A lot of and it's weird stands. that he's like the one that. Did I've he, latched did he onto you? psychologically. I mean, yeah, he just like kind of broke up with me because he wanted to do more coke and like, you know, I was in the way. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, nothing crazy. You don't look like a white line. I know. Like, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is like, um, 
you know, I've kind of like been through enough like good things happening now yeah. that I know that nothing on the outside is ever enough. Right. Like there is no, there's, what is enough? There's never going to well, be enough. What, no, what, there's okay, so, never. So to take a page from my acting coach, Myra, uh, <laughs> what is something that you would want right now? What do you want? Right. Do you want to buy a house? Uh, no, because I don't want the responsibility. Oh my God. That's like, I feel like that's so <laughs> smart. Yeah. But, but you rent and you rent like a chic house, which I'm assuming does not come cheap, right? So we rent a house. It would be, yeah. it would be financially smarter to own, would it not? Is it now though? Maybe. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's nice like, to have like, if something goes wrong in the yeah. apartment or the house, like you oh, just outsource it. it. Like Love. call someone. I mean, and do I look like Tim Allen it. home improvement over here? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do shit. Like you have to like, I guess if you have a house, you like Google a plumber or yeah, like how do you, you do take that? to the web and then you, you pay like, yeah. you just need to have like an extra $400 laying around to like fix whatever goes that wrong. That is fucking crazy. It is. Okay. And, so you don't want a house. I have an apartment house. in New York that I rent out. Oh, to, right. Right. Yeah. Right, right, so course. I, so that apartment in Brooklyn that I rent out to tenants. Right. Um, every do you have, time do you have the same one, the same tenant or do you do? You... We had one and then, but the, he was in the FBI. So he had to like relocate very Shoot. quickly. Okay. Yeah. But it was great. Like, I mean, he was like a total, he was like a fundamentalist Christian okay. and like his wife, like they like their first date was the cheesecake factory, which I love. Ugh. And they like framed it and oh they God, had, like I never that, drank. So they're diet, the best tenants. Is there diet cheesecake at the mini t- the cheesecake I factory? I think so. There should be. But I like the, um, the, what is the menu Do you go called? to the cheesecake factory? I went through a period where I was, um, I had to have it every night for about like, uh, I guess like probably three and a half months. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, this is what I do. Wait. What I'm the same skinny, way. Skinny Winnie menu. What's yeah, yeah. their menu? No, skinnylicious. 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 I'm like, I will get obsessed with a certain food and then I need to like max it out until I just make myself sick. Oh, Where me too. I, it's like I take one bite and I'm like, I can't eat this for months. You guys, totally. I got addicted to eating Subway sandwiches in New York. It's From sick. Subway? I feel yeah. you. From Subway. I feel yeah. you. From Subway. I'm shaking. No, I, I know. It's I have The smell of the bread's gross, but it's I like disgusting. the chopped salads. They, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Salad? As, and someone, I to, as yeah. someone who introduced you to the Holy Grail of chopped salad, I actually take deep offense to this. Like, it's actually, I'd say, a fast food La Scala salad. No, no, I know, I know, no. I know. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that there was me fighting words. Ryan, I know nothing, and Ryan like takes me to all the like nice places in LA, I, and it like shows oh, me things. I take her to aggressively. I otherwise don't leave the house. LA places because I think it's fun, and you're always down for it. I am because like, I where, how am I going to know? How yeah. long have you lived in LA? Um, it'll be like five years in the fall. Okay. And I, but I know like 7-Eleven. Yeah. I know, you know, like I'm very like. <laughs> I've heard of that place. I fucking love 7-Eleven. I no, love I mean, like, 7-Eleven. Yeah. I, speaking of poetry, <laughs> I'm like, I wrote a poem for my sister when I was little that was like telling her how much I loved her. And I was like, I want to take you to 7-Eleven because it was like a safe space for me. And that's how like I felt like I could show my biggest love to my sister. That's weird. You were like inviting her into your safe space. Mm -hmm. I feel that. It's so safe there. What is is your safe safe space in LA? Uh, the parking lot at uh, 7-Eleven or Gelson's. Now Gelson's, but it used to be like the parking lot at 7-Eleven. I like to be like alone in my car in the dark. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere where like no one really knows where I am. Right. And like tweeting and like eating weird diet junk foods. Like that to me, a little slice of heaven. Is you love it. Yeah. You're thriving. Yeah. And meanwhile, I live in the canyon. So I, I should be able to, I should be like, well, this spot on the mountain while yeah. I'm hiking with my dog. But it's not. It's a parking lot in my car with the heat. Bla- I, I'm trying to simulate the womb. I love a sit in the car journey. Oh, the my car's been Do you like, play music? Yeah. Mm. 
What, what music do you play? Um, <laughs> well, I have a my I have like you know my Spotify playlist that uh-huh. I've curated uh-huh. and of course yeah. So yeah. I have my my jams playlist oh, okay. in rotation right okay. now. Yeah. I love that. It's really good. You know, when I first met you, it was years ago at Justa in Venice. Oh god, lol. Wait, how did that happen? Your suggest- how did you guys know each other? Originally? I don't know actually. The through internet, the internet. Right? The internet. But, okay. but, but but no, was it through Mira, our friend Mira? Probably through Mira. I feel like I but knew of you, but I was kind of like scared of you. I was intimidated. Why? Because I thought you were like, like, because I was always intimidated by um, Brandon Scott Garrell. Garrell. Oh my God, love. Does he do the Scott anymore? Or is it just I Brandon Garrell? Well, I call him BSG. BSG. He's my queen. I just had dinner with him last week. You did? Yeah. So like, I don't know. I always felt intimidated by him because one time I, I used to host this poetry reading. One time him and Tao and some people came to this poetry reading and like no one showed up and I felt personally responsible. Wow. So I sort of, because you wrote for that Thought Catalog, right. I like associated you with him. and like Someone being intimidated for like me writing for Thought Catalog is a true lol. I like, thought you guys were much cooler. No. I thought me. you were really cool. Yeah. Like, I am cool. Like, you are once cool. I, <laughs> once I like, we had met IRL and then I was like, oh, he's cool and funny and like, yeah. I would like to be friends with him and then started reading your writing. I was just like, oh my God, I yeah. hope he wants to be friends with me. Yeah. And now look at us. <laughs> you're still cool, but now I feel like I'm in the fold. Yeah. Like, when you're, you're not in the fold, when someone's just an internet presence, yeah, that's when true. you're out of the fold, you're like, oh. So he's cool and funny. Like, well, great. Would, he'll reject, you know, he'll never love me. I was nervous to meet you because I had met a lot of people off the internet. And I would say the URL to IRL transition has been mm. bumpy. It's people that be people. Okay. So you're very funny. So sad today is hilarious. And, mm. and I was expecting like an agoraphobic, like weirdo, like Samara from the ring. <laughs> Like, you know what I, mean? like <laughs> I was like, cause like, cause you talk openly about anxiety and depression, but you do it in a very long way. But I was not expecting you to be so like bright and sociable and like, like a good conversationalist and a lawler. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? I feel like they're like, but I, do you ever get that when people all, meet all you? All the time. Yeah. And the reason, the reason I started so sad today is because that is a, like people are like, it's so sad today, a perspo- persona. And I'm like, no, it's no. just the part of me that I like never had the self-confidence to like unearth. Cause I thought I always had to be fucking smiling and like right. putting on a show, you well, know? So then do you think you're putting on a show? It's okay. Are both your authentic selves though? Is like, it's so sad today, authentic. And then also when you're being bright and cheerful in person and being funny and all that stuff, is that real too? too or do you feel like it's I think it's all part of me but yeah. like so sad today is so sad today is a part of me yeah you know the part of me that like when I like like a person which is like not that often but like I like right. you guys yeah. you know <laughs> I'm like whew. yeah when I like genuinely like like a person yeah um, it's so rare, like to actually be excited to see someone. Like, I know it is medium rare. It's pretty rare. It is. But also, it, the I older have to you say, get, like the more rare it is to like really crave someone's yeah. like vibe and presence around you. Well, to me, it's like a secret sauce of like, first of all, like you also have like no ego, which is very rare in Los Angeles. I feel like everyone sort of has this like, bravado or whatever. Like, like, anyways, like, what are you working on, motherfucker? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like you don't have any of that, which is very chic. I feel like Carly doesn't have any of that either, yeah. which is chic. And I, I, you know, it's all, it's like this rare combination or not rare, but it's, it's like a combination of vulnerability, which is also people have a hard time being vulnerable. And that is not chic for me. Like we need to be fingering each other's e-spots within the first 10 minutes or I can't go there with you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but like, but like, but like be vulnerable, but be funny. Yeah. Like, like I don't need dark cloud. I yeah. Need like, you know what I mean? I don't need like anyways, like victimization, whatever, whatever. So it actually really well, is. Well, no, I'm never a victim because it's always my fault. <laughs> 
I've never attributed my suffering to anyone but myself. Probably to a major fault. Yeah, like erroneously. I, I would, like I could stand to be the victim yeah, a little more in my I own think, narrative. Yeah, totally. I yeah. I agree. I think you could. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't yeah. identify as a victim either ever. So and I and I I think I go out of my way to resist that. And I think there is certain times where I'm like, oh, maybe that was shit. Like maybe I'm allowed to feel that way. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's that it's vulnerability. It's lulls. It's like little ego. Mm-hmm. And well, I feel like I psychologically can't afford to have an ego. And here's why. Like in LA, and, and let me be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm a human. Like. I fucking haven't, you know, I like, yeah, we all, yeah. we all, I mean, I want ego. the blowjob stairwell to see right. New York Times totally. tomorrow, Absolutely. you know, so no, yeah, we're we all, as our, you we're should. all fighting our battle. And as he will. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope he's, I hope he's not like, you know, off with his kids or something. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, like I, I feel like when, you know, I didn't move here to get into any like TV or film writing. And mm. so, and I Which feel is, like, by the way, so chic. Well, because you know what? Like, to the thought, the thought of putting my like emotional health or future or career into these fucking flakes I out know. here mm-hmm. is, I mean, that sounds insane. I, so I'm like, I must treat Hollywood like a douche bro. Yes, I cannot it text is. it. Yep. I cannot call it. I have to not get emotionally invested. If it texts me, I'll see what it has to offer. Totally. Maybe I'll fuck it. But like, I can't be expecting a goddamn thing. Yeah. I think that's so smart. And Jonathan met you last or last week when we went to your house to make s'mores, and um, which were I ate like ten by the way. Yeah, it was weird. It was cute. No, I, I ate like a and lot. You had of my mom's knitted blanket on you. No, Jonathan did. Oh, Jonathan did. But the but I I ate a lot of s'mores. It was because I didn't eat dinner. Whatever. The whole thing was weird. I was like, I'm eating too much. <laughs> I'm eating too much. I'm eating too much. Um, but anyway, Jonathan was so impressed by you because he was like. He was like, she really has the right attitude about things. And then you've also carved out a life in which you don't need it. Like, you don't need those calls. You don't need those texts. So, like, you've made it so you're, like, sustainable in your own way. And um, he was just, like, very impressed. He just, like, loved you. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's a defense mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it's smart. Yeah. Because like, you should I, have a defense mechanism against I can't against let business. my heart yeah. be like – And also, the other thing is, I grew up, like, reading books. And I'm, I'm addicted to books. I'm addicted to the internet. I'm not really addicted to movies and TV. My agents would probably yeah. be like mad at me for saying this right yeah. now. They're like, what are you doing? Shut which, your mouth. Way, which by the way, when you say that, it's like you get greenlit a TV show tomorrow. Like yeah. literally like, it's so No, simple. it's the really? Jemima Kirk effect. I know. Of being like, I don't want this. I don't care. I don't care. And then Fuck you get you. it all because yep. so people, funny. and it that, is true. but that's like how I feel like, especially in Hollywood, that's just how people trade. Like you're much more attractive. And I guess in life and in dating, it's like you're more attractive. When you people don't respond to desperation, when you're ready don't. to walk away and you have no investment, like mm-hmm. that's when people want you more. You yeah, don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even in like, like <laughs> to take it back to the a few episodes ago when I'm talking about like Craigslist, like selling shit to people on Craigslist. I'm like helping my mom move out of her house and like therefore selling a bunch of her stuff, but like. Learning how to like negotiate with people has never been my strong suit. And then this has been like a crash course in doing that. And it all is about just being like, I don't care if you buy this or not. Like I'm, I'm down to walk away from whatever. That that power to walk away is incredible. It's intoxicating. It's, it's its own drug. But that comes also with like a sense, like a strong sense of self, because on some level you must know that like, 
whatever is going to happen, you're going to be okay. I just know that I can't make myself susceptible to the whims of something that probably has very little to do with my talent. And also, yes. you know, the weird I, thing is, like in New York, if someone like wants to have a meeting with you, it's usually because they're interested in meeting with you. He, like, or doing something with you, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe it, it yeah. might not happen, but they're, they have interest in your work and doing something together. Um, but here it's, it seems more like I, it took me like a couple years to figure this out. Cause I was like, why am I going to these fucking meetings? Yeah, like, like, why wh- am I going to Santa Monica at 4 30? Like, yeah. why? Why? And I think yeah. it's just like, so just in case you get famous, they like know yes. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, yeah. it's like a, yeah. And that's so weird. And also, if there's like, if there's like buzz around you, then yeah. everyone just wants to like yes. see for themselves. It's very like voyeuristic. It is. And there's little to no. I, I, I've learned though, like with general meetings, like, that was my mistake because I would go in with nothing and now I know how to make general specific. So mm-hmm. like even yesterday I went into a general and I kind of like right there just like kind of pitched a show idea that like we just kind of came up with on the fly and now I'm going to like write. It's like I just kind of like know how to make it work, 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 work. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of the way you need to approach it is like you need to come in with your own agenda and like you know what I mean? If you're just going and you're like, I don't I know what I this is. I think I make like generals even more general. Like well, I think I go the yeah. opposite. Well, because you go like, where are you from? Well, I like well, to talk. I'm just like, tell me everything about your totally. life. Totally. just like want to like have fun and lol. I'm and like, you're I'm a hypochondriac like, too. Yeah. Like where are you getting married? Yeah. You know, it's so, it was so, so when you started So Sad Today, you were a publicist, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Living in New York. Mm-hmm. And then the Big Apple, yeah. <laughs> taking a, a bite out of there. I heard about her. I'm crazy city girl. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, how long were you anonymous? So I was anonymous for about three years. Totally anonymous. Wow. What year did you start? So sad today. 2012. Chic. Long ago. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like ashamed. Like people are like, oh my god, it's so like somebody today was like, it's so cool. You have that account. It's like a lot of like they were like it's what. They, oh, they said it's a lot of power to have that, like, ability to generate retweets and stuff. I'm like, really? Because I feel like the biggest fucking loser that I'm still tweeting from this account. Like, well, no, because you but need six it. six years later. But what's need cool yeah. about... Like, emotion. Well, I'm addicted. Emotion. But I, I mean, think, it's just the dopamine. But I think it's a good outlet for you. Or is it not? Have you lost... No, it's like, probably a very negative outlet. But I'm addicted. I, I mean, it is my vice. I don't yeah. have much. Like, as we were talking about, this is the first wine episode. Right, right. Um, and I'm sober. Yeah. Um, but I was telling... <laughs> I'm a very sensitive host. I was telling Ryan and Laura that like I like when people get fucked up around me because then I'm like oh they're not gonna remember shit about like what I said right right best so please drink up so when you so you were anonymous for a couple years were you still working as a publicist during that time Mm -hmm. and then and you just started it like as a lull to yourself I started it because I was in a pretty like dark place Mm -hmm. um I was going through like I'll go through these. Periods, because I've found that anxiety and depression for me are cyclical. Like, mm. just when I think it's, I'm never going to get out, I come out the other side. Just yeah. when I think like, oh, I'm never, like, I'm, I'm like free. I'm never going to have another panic attack again. Like, that's when like I have a really bad one and start right. and like get into the darkness. Totally. And so I, I was doing all the things that I do when I fall into that place. Like I had up my medication, you know, I was going to therapy, nothing was working. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really wanted to tweet and I felt really isolated. And that's, um, that's the worst. Yeah. It the, isolates you. It makes you feel like you're on your own island. Yeah. yeah. Probably the worst feeling about, about it all. is being like, I'm so alone. Yeah. Like I'm all alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's not true. In like it's not, so not only true. in like your experience of whatever you're feeling, but like in life in general. Because yeah. it starts to just like branch out to this like vast feeling of just being like, I'm fucking alone. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And like so You were so helpful, by the way, when I had my anxiety attack in like the summer. Well, 
I was I so glad I could help. I felt bad it for was you. An episode for like it lasted like four months, but you were. It was like a depression anxiety it hybrid. Weird. It was like a weird yeah. like it was. I relate to being cyclical because it felt like an episode. It just yeah. felt like. And you were so helpful and always were like down to talk to me on the phone. Like, and we talked a lot and I just like, I felt crazy, but you just, it was soothing to talk to you about it. Oh, cause I care so. about you. And I was like, so I know how like scary it is. Like, it's yeah. so scary, yeah. but like you do come out the other side. Like I have thus far, I've always thought I wasn't going to come out the other side. And I have right. thus far, like it's sort of like faith that comes out of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, if, if all these times I've come out the other side, then like, I'm going to come out again, but I'm always like this, this time totally. it's going to yeah. be the one. It's going to be the one that does you, it does you in. Yeah. You in, does, but you know. especially because I was working in an office too. And like, I am hard on myself. I was like, well, I can't take time off. Like I'll lose my job. And like, so I was literally just, I would go into work and I was like sitting at my desk, just like shaking and people don't know when I'm having an anxiety attack. Like I've got, right. I'm very good at like concealing it. Um, which is weird because you feel like you're dying. So you must really care a lot what people think of you. If you like feel like you're dying and you're like, and I'm performing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Or you can just go and like turn on like and be present for yes. something. When you literally. Well, we pitched, our show. we pitched our show when I was going through my anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. You saw yes. me. I was, I was a wreck. Yeah. I, like, I was a nervous wreck. I, and we, we would go to do pitch our show and it would be like. And it would just, I did stand up. I remember we, I did that show. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, I felt like I was. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. It was so weird. But I, I, you know, in a weird way, I felt most like myself when I was performing, when I was doing those things. So I needed it. And it was proof that I was going to be okay. Like to me, I feel like, I feel like I have this irrational fear of, um, just losing myself to it, like like not being able to perform, not being able to be funny. I have fears of not being funny all the time. I like I'll go to a meeting and be like, "This is the meeting where I can't think of a new joke or do this." Uh, it is it haunts me. Or whenever I write a new project or whatever, like I'm like, "Oh, I can't think of a joke. I can't do it. like I'm not funny anymore." It's like it haunts me or something. I don't know. Like you have a spark that you're gonna yeah, lose. That I'll lose it. Yeah. That fear of losing like a, a talent or a good quality forever. I feel like is probably pretty common amongst artists. Like. I really have it too. And that was, I mean, I was like, well, like, you know, if I take some time off work, then like, how will, like, uh, what if I get fired? And how will I support myself? Or like, when I'm in, you know, I'm never gonna like, I'm never gonna write another poem. I'm never gonna, it's like very, it's not just like, you need a week. And, but one thing I said to you, which has helped me is that like, you can be doing like everything right. And sometimes you still go into a depression. And it's just kind of like, you can be like doing everything right. And sometimes you just get sick. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's how I see it. It's like, okay, I'm just sick right now and it's going to yeah. get better, but I need, I really need to like give myself time to heal, but it's really hard not to be taking your temperature every five seconds. Well, like, am, I better? am I better? Am I better? Am I losing it? it? Am I when better? When you fight yeah. it, it makes it worse. That's the thing. When I surrendered to it yeah. and just let it be, that's when it lifted. Yeah. But I was fighting it every step of the way. Yeah. Cause you're taking, you're, you're like, you're watching uh, yourself. Uh, you're like, can I breathe? Was that a heart palpitation? Yep. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. But it's also hard with depression too, where it's like, you don't necessarily have any outward symptoms, so to speak. Like, it's like if you get sick, your nose is runny, your throat's sore, you're, like, so tired. But depression, I mean, at least for me, has been, like, I don't want to get out of bed. Like, there's nothing really to get up for. Like, I'm just going to sleep for a while. I'm not going to do any of the responsibilities that I set out to do. And then it just, like, compounds for, like, a week or two weeks. And then it's just, like, it's not – I don't know. It's, like, in the moment – I. 
in the moment I've had a hard time recognizing like, oh, this is like depression. Like this is what this looks like for you. And like, this is where you're at. And now that I have some distance from it, it's like, I see those moments, but Mm. it's been, it's hard to identify that sometimes. And especially if you're hard on yourself, like it can just be like, oh, for me, I'm like, you're a fucking lazy asshole. Like you're, this is why like you don't have X, Y, Z because you just like don't do anything. Like, and it just turns into like a, endless cycles do you have do you have negative self-talk because i actually don't like that's the one thing i don't have even when i'm going through anxiety or like a depression like a depression or whatever the hell like i don't ever think i don't it's weird you're not like a negative self-talk no i don't do that i don't do that it's weird i I am negative self-talk like Like, i I, I mean i like the only that's so sad today like that is like so much of my being and of course you know there is underneath that like there is like the the quiet place, like the place yeah. of God or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or the universe or the hush place, like that I meditate, you know, yeah. and I do all this fucking work to like, so I can have like maybe a moment's peace. But, um, but yeah, no, but the, 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 for whatever reason in me, the committee is very loud. I have a right. full committee. I wake up in the morning. It's been up for an hour. It is plotting. <laughs> it, it knows everything that's going to go wrong. Yeah. It's a committee for you. Oh, it's a committee. What does oh, the committee a look like? Can you paint she a picture? Wrote, she wrote about that. There's the committee a crew. inside my head. Yeah, the committee in my head. I mean, well, it's definitely like my mom's up there. Like yeah. she's in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's probably like the conductor. She might be like one or like a couple of different bodies. And then there's like, there's an ex-girlfriend. It's funny, like the people I pick, you know, for the committee, like there's an ex-girlfriend of mine from, God, I was like, I mean, it was a long time ago. I think I was like 21 or 22. And she was always like, she was like totally very hip. Mm-hmm. You know, she was really cool. And she just did not think I was hip enough, like in no way. Uh, and she's like up there. And we didn't, I mean, we dated for maybe like six months, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't like the great affair of right. my life. Um, And it's weird too, because she and I didn't talk for a long time and I like kind of had built her up in my mind. So she was like, had a firm seat on the committee. And then a couple years ago, we like got back in touch and now we're like sort of friendly and friends. And like, now that she like wants to like, you know, now that she like kind of approves of me, especially because well, I think she likes like fame and shit. Uh, so uh-huh. she's like, oh, she like, like girl, oh, girl's followers. got Twitter followers. Yeah. But now I'm like, she's kind of been like, she's like taking a back seat. She's on sabbatical in the committee. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Like if someone likes me, they're definitely not in the committee. Yeah. <laughs> if someone has like respect for me and right. like, um, it is accept, it's all, it's the people, it's these figures that, because I feel like it's only real if I have to like work to win your love, you yeah, know? Totally. Like, the love that comes, e- and that's what the, mer- that's actually what the Pisces is about. Yeah. It's like, when, why does that love that like can't, uh, be, why does that love that's like, why does that fantasy love or like the one night stand love, like why does that feel so much more intoxicating than like the love that is right here? Yeah. yeah Cause you're married. Yeah. And like in a committed relationship. Yes. Like, yeah, you have monogamy. For now. Like, for now, yeah. <laughs> I know. We've had our, we had our years. Right, on right. Yeah. There's always revisions in the contract. Yeah. We, we're we're so, always negotiating. You're like a gay couple. We are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did and five years non-monog. Like modern. And yeah. that's how, I mean, I think to have the best relationship, you have to be in a constant conversation of like, what are we doing with our sex lives yeah. together yeah. or with other people or like, how are we going to both like reconcile this? But like. Fuck, I forgot what I was going to ask. It was good. I mean, I think monogamy is hard. I think non-monogamy is hard. I think being single is hard. hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? They all have their fucking shit. Oh, the like the love being the not Mm. love you can't have being like so intoxicating. Mm -hmm. What do you make of that? Do you make of that like that's real or is it is it one type of real love or 
like, are there shades of love? Like, where do you stand on that? Well, I mean, the funny thing is, is I'll probably be writing about it for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. I, I'm not like, I, st- I don't stand on like super sure footing, you know, yeah. like it's always going to be an exploration for me. I think that, um, you know, in the early stages of a relationship, there's something known as limerence, which is that intoxication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that feeling of like literally the crush and the butterflies and that physical, oh my God. And like, as a person who's an addict, for me, myself, like I'm going to cra- I crave that. It's like a drug. It's like a do- it's a, it's the dopamine release and you're just not going to get that drug like off the person who you've been with for like 14 years and are like going to buy toilet paper for. Like it's just different, you yeah. know? Um I also think that as an artist, I that's like the worst thing I've ever said as an artist. <laughs> no, you are though. I guess honey. I am. But like for God's sakes. you know like the art that we value in our culture. I mean like when I look at like like the classic love stories, Romeo and Juliet, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, they're there. Like, it ends in suicide. Like, it's not yeah. a great outcome. And like, or like, well, no one wins. Like Heathcliff's therapist. Like, if I were Heathcliff and Kathy's therapist, like, you know, their therapist would be like, stop texting each other for ninety days. Like, get away from each other. Right. You know, and it's like that sort of that intoxicating love. Like, often is the love that can't be. And um, I think that's because um, it's it's intrinsic in the nature of like something that is ephemeral you know that is like Mm -hmm. fleeting like that's the beauty of it Mm -hmm. you know that is the beauty but that's also i think um where the darkness can come in too because it's like you can chase that feeling forever and just keep going from person to person um looking for that feeling and feeling like once you don't have that feeling anymore then this must be wrong yeah so but it's also kind of there to like show you something about yourself yeah at least for me and my experience of like having those types of emotions and being in those types of relationships i've always come out the other side like far more wise about like my flaws (laughs) what is the number one thing you think you get out of your marriage Hmm. um well a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. it's so funny. I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that before. Um, definitely um, inspiration. Like, mm-hmm. m- my husband's a really big part of my creative life. And I would say that he is sort of like a creative support and a, mm-hmm. a source of informa- inspiration. Like, um, this book would never have existed if he hadn't given me this other book that I read about a mermaid and all kinds of things. So definitely that. But I would also say, like, he keeps me tethered to the earth. And yeah. so, like when I'm away from him for like two weeks and I, and we've been together for so long that I forget how much he tethers me to the earth. But like, um, he's going to kill me for saying this, but like we, like I call him mama cow sometimes and he calls me baby <laughs> calf. And like, <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love yeah. couples it's, nicknames. It's no, my darling, my <laughs> darling, which is what I call Jonathan. But I think it's equally as cute. Yeah. No, so it's, he's like the mama cow. Cause I like, he's really very nurturing person, which yeah. is like the opposite of my mom. Yeah. And so I have like found in some ways a mother there, but so like, I'm, I'm always like, when I'm away from him for like a week and a half, I'm like, I think I'm going to be fine. You know, like, everything's right. here. like I'm like ready. I'm like, I need time by myself. And then like within a week and a half, I'm like calf unmoored, calf unmoored. Like I'm a, it's four in the morning and I'm on Twitter and I haven't eaten in like 12 hours. Like he just is a little, he just keeps, and he doesn't like do everything for me or anything like that. Like I'm he's a, a stabilizing pers- presence. He is a stabilizing presence in my life. He yeah. keeps me tethered to the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys have such affection for each other. It's very clear when you see you guys together it's like Thank it's you. very peanut butter and jelly like Aww. it's perfect um i feel like i, I was single for so you long you know but i still want like a hot 25 well, year old to uh, fuck same, anyway same i yeah. mean literally um you know it's i was single for 28 years so i i never had a boyfriend and jonathan's my first boyfriend and 
Um, I've always pride myself on being independent and blah, blah, blah. But I will say that the last, the last few times he's gone out of town, I have found myself feeling a little unmoored. I've, I've been feeling a little like, and I hate it. I actually really hate it because I'm like, what I hate, I hate feeling like I need somebody or, you know, it, it just kind of isn't, it's very, a, a new feeling for me. I don't like it. I, I want to be fine on my own and I am fine. I don't fall to pieces. I'm not like, you know, like, you know, licking the walls or something, but, um, I do notice a difference when he's gone and, and I don't quite feel totally myself. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I guess that's a not chic thing to say. No, no. But, I mean, but that's like your real experience of what you're going through. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's also been hard because I feel like like the last two times he's gone out of town, you've been out of town too, and my mom's been in town. So it's been like a real trifecta of yeah. like, shit. <laughs> so I think maybe that's maybe it. But um, it's interesting like to, to, to need somebody or something. It's, it's, it's not what I'm used to. And I've been, I feel like I fought it for a long time. But it also it's feels... It's very scary. But it feels also good to kind of surrender, you know, and mm-hmm. be okay with it. And not feel like a loser for feeling that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. No, I've definitely often equated like marriage with like loserdom. You know, Mm -hmm. like some of my single friends are like, I'm such a loser. I'm single. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. that's cool as shit. Like being married, like I'm like marriage, you know, like I definitely was like, oh, Um, but I also think that like, you know, we were talking about sort of what is the appeal of like that short lived thing. And it's like, I think sometimes in those moments with the, like, I love fake intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, Ugh, same. Oh, I oh, love it's fake. It's fintimacy. Fintimacy. Yeah. I yeah. love it because you don't, in like, you think you need, but like, it's in the end, you, you don't have to give up anything. No, you you're do. not really, it yes. feels like you're giving up it's so like much. Play. It's like, and, it's like play. It's yeah. play, play, and playing it, how, you know, yeah. Playing, playing intimacy. You're not sacrificing at all. No. That's so, it's so true. Like who, like, you know, real love is like responsibility and like showing up and being present for someone like who the fuck wants to do that? Like not me, you know, I'm like, I want to like fly to a hotel room and like, you know, be like, Oh my God, you're so hot. Like you're so hot. And like, let's talk about like our childhood trauma for a little bit. And like, then like talk about like spiritual awakenings we've had and like have really hot sex. And then like, go away and sext each other, you know, yeah. like that to me, I'm like, Oh, that's love. Yeah. yeah. Not like that feels real. Yeah. yeah. Not like, Oh shit. Like you have a, um, you know, a, like a, a chronic, like a, a neuroimmune disease. You've, my husband's had neuroimmune disease for many, many years and it's progressive. That's why we moved to LA mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, Oh, you're not like you, like he only left the house like 10 times between October and April. Like really? it's been a, it's been a really hard winter and it's like, Oh, wait, I have to like show up. Oh, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to listen to you like every day talk about this illness and I'm just going to be quiet and I'm not going to try to fix it. Like, like, you know, that's, that's not Wuthering Heights. No. You know? No. So that's that's a relationship. That's like Wuthering, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but you know, I understand like, I, like in my throes of my happy ending addiction, I would, I would actually pick guys that were uglier and uglier because I needed them to really want me. And I needed to know that like, cause when you pick the hot guys, you can't guarantee that they're going to actually be into it. And you can tell when someone's into it or not, even when they're performing, it's like, yeah, you really don't like that's like whatever. But I would truly pick guys that were like not as cute because I knew that they would feel like more like grateful or like 
like excited to be with me, which was so twisted. And I knew it. I was like, this is like, they're becoming like gargoyles because I need to feel wanted. I need to feel like the most like desirable person. Like that's where it needed to go. You it know, it does not sound twisted to me. I mean, no, I know, but it's like, but it is disturbia, like lightly. I mean, like when you're like getting jerked up by someone who like looks like an Oompa Loompa, <laughs> like, and you like, are like literally like, I needed this for, is that, am I going to get fined in 2018? Is that, but then maybe you can like, <laughs> maybe that, you can transition out of that into just like feeling yourself yeah. in the real, in the real world. In the real? In the real world. can't say it. You're like Lisa Renna. Why are we going wound and wound? Why are we going wound and wound? <laughs> Yeah, but I'm like, like I'm ter- I, I'm I'm terrified of like intimacy or, or sacrificing anything for another person. And like I've really like fashioned my life in such a way where it's like I can be fully self-sufficient and get everything I need from myself and my friends. So I'm like, why would I ever want to do anything? Like why would I want to go out of my way? Yeah, you're all about control. Yeah. In a weird and way. So That's a it's, twist. It's like I would love, like, I love, like, faux intimacy or just, like, weird sex or just all that kind of, like, Mm. quick dopamine rush of, like, Mm. being obsessed with someone or feeling like I can't have them and being tortured. But, like, when it comes to actually, like, being, like, texting about what we're going to eat or, like, pick up food or, like, what are we, like, it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do any of that. Speaking to that, like, I feel like the success of So Sad today, it's so funny because, you know, I read your uh, book of essays and they're incredible, but they're also very dark and they're very specific. And like you talk, you know, in one essay about having like, a, vod- a, a vomit fetish and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, to- <laughs> no, but, but like, but here's the deal. So, so the, I read this stuff and I'm like, wow, this is so dark and this is so real. And it becomes wildly successful, which I think speaks to the fact that like what you're writing about, which is alienation, anxiety, depression, all the stuff that we're talking about today it actually resonates in a huge way in a way that I personally even didn't expect. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, like are you ever surprised to really understand in a real way, given that you- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You are successful and everything with this, that you are truly not alone. And in fact, not only are you not alone, but you your, your writing speaks to someone beyond like just the typical anxious, depressed crowd. It's like it resonates with truly everyone. That's like so yeah. shocking, right? I mean... Well, the day that So Sad Today came out, um, I, the vomit fetish essay, like, it was funny, like, when it was, when we were, when I was working on edits with my editor, she was like, are you sure you want to do this one? And I was like, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> then, like, some, a blurber, like, was like, I skipped that one. It was, like, going to be too disgusting. And I was like, maybe this is just, like, too over the top. And I, cause I don't write things to shock. I mean, there's no. definitely, like, an element of, like, punk in me where I'm like, fuck you. I am going to say this, yes. you know, yeah. but it's never, it's not just to shock. It's like, well, this is the truth. What if I said it? Right. You know, like, what if I said the truth? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Right. You know, that's more the place I think that I'm coming from. 
And, um, but so, but then like right when it was about to come out, I was like, uh, maybe we should pull the vomit essay. Cause I was like, you know, if there's one, like, if there's one thing, like I like when my aunt, when I know like my aunt is reading the book, you know, I'm like, right. could she not, like, it's just so weird, you know, but, um, it's been, but we didn't. And it's, um, but the day that So Sad Today came out, like my mom and I were like in a difficult place and she has never been happy about that book that that book exists my mother is the opposite of confessional like right she is like mistress of protocol like why would you ever put your like your flaws on the tape like why mm. would you ever my do that, like that yeah. it's like a generational thing it yeah is. like it's very much like you keep everything and i think that's what's so interesting about writing about these types of topics and then seeing it like resonate with other people and realizing you're not alone is because I think our parents generation like just didn't do that. And it was like, you are alone, suffer in silence and just like work hard, make money, retire. And that's like, so not our, by the way, we all notice that they're miserable. So it's like, I feel like we tell, (laughs) no, but, but but no, but because it's like, we tell the truth to survive. And we also know what happens when we don't tell the truth, which is that we end up incredibly repressed and miserable and stuck, which Mm -hmm. I think is a lot of our parents. Mm-hmm. And we do not want to end up that way. Well, like I had this moment that day, like when I like when because I showed my mother like one article about the book, and it was like the safest article. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It was like the Philadelphia Inquirer, and it was right. like this grew up in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. I was like, oh, okay, this is the one I'm going to show my mom. Yeah, and she was like, well, why didn't they mention that you went to college? Like, like she like found like a, I mean, oh, I was like, God. oh, honey, wow. you read the vomit article, but so, <laughs> oh, honey, so but, repressed today. So I went into this <laughs> moment. I was like, maybe I did enough to like say it. Like, what am I doing? Like, and I had this like hardcore self doubt, and then all of a sudden, I got this email from this young woman, and she was like. I'm on a field trip. You know, my book arrived. Um, I guess she had pre-ordered, pre-ordered on Amazon. Pre-order on Amazon. <laughs> I guess she had pre-ordered it on Amazon. I guess, I guess it pre-ordered, I guess it was the pre-order. It was the pre-order. It was, I guess you know, it was the, pre-order. the miracle of the, yeah, of the, the pre-ordering. Uh-huh. And, um, she was like, I, she's like, this book totally saved my ass today. Like I have been having the worst. Thing. And anyway, I was like, Oh, maybe there is like, maybe it is okay that I am like doing this. And, yeah. and so, does it ever surprise me? Like, it's really nice to get email. And I get yeah. them, I get so many, you know, from people all the time. Do you think, okay, so we've talked about this before. I'm, this is like, whatever. But do you think that there's a certain level of like performative anxiety happening from like, cause I'll notice like some like basic whatever being like, oh my God, same, like get on it. I'm like, I don't know. Like, like, like someone like a reality star, like there's this one, whatever. I'm sorry. And I'm like, kind of like, I don't buy it. My eye, my eyebrow is cocked. Where people are like, oh my God, yes. But I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Because I remember when I was younger and um, I was generally less anxious or not aware of my anxiety, I would just be like, oh, I'm totally having an anxiety attack when I just like didn't feel anxious at all. But I was like, yeah, I feel so anxious. But like, I I was like, and then I actually had an anxiety attack when I was 27. And I was like, oh, lol. Actually, that was not what that was. And that was just me being like, oh my God, so anxious, crazy. Anyways, I mean, do you like, do you know what I'm talking about? Is that like a what? But no, I mean, I, I think that right now it's like, it's like two handed, like talking about depression and anxiety and having like open discourse about mental health issues is really important. And it's cool that we are in like a time when yeah. it's okay to do that and it's not like taboo, but 
then it also becomes like cool to do that and like ha- be like own your anxiety. I'm having the worst anxiety right now. We need to go. And it's like, actually, you just kind of want to go because you're over it. Yeah. But and that's not like, anxiety. That's, like fine that's too. just like, yeah, I know. Both, both are fine, but I'm like, you're reappropriating anxiety. Yeah. I think it's probably better to like, you're going to, ev- everything's give and take, right? Yeah, so no, it's I like know. sometimes you just have to put up with like dumb idiots being like my anxiety like i need a xanax like yeah Yeah. and in order to have like a larger conversation that's like this is a real thing like this is how my struggle looks this is what i did to help myself like yeah let's connect about this and then you're reaching people that then they don't feel as alone you don't feel as alone and then the cream rises to the top it's a small price to pay for a large it's a large price to pay because i'm with you like it's fucking annoying as shit yeah but But i'm not i'm not like well, first of all, I mean, you don't, I mean, you don't know how many millions, like millions, how many times, <laughs> not millions. Oh, how many, okay. Miss millions. How many over lots here. of millions times. Of people. No, Mil- I, I millions was going to say like how today. many millions of trolls, but so it's not, millions, yeah. it's not millions. It's like, but a lot of people like, you know, I mean, from, from very early on, people have been like, you're romanticizing mental illness. I'm like, fuck you. It's yeah. my depression. I'm going to talk about how I want. Yeah, like, totally. it's very ableist to be like, well, you can only talk about it in this way. And like, why aren't you doing anything to recover? It's like, bitch, I am doing everything to recover, yeah. like always. And it's not a linear path, but anyway. Totally. But like, um, but in terms of like, people have asked me like, well, do you think there's like, you know, performative depression? Or, and I'm like, honestly, who the fuck cares? Like, I, I'm not in the, I'm not like a, a medical professional. I'm not in the business of like taking anybody's inventory. Right. You know, like if you want to like do your, whatever you're doing, that's fine. But like at the same time, just because people have mental illness or don't, doesn't mean we have to like hang out. And yeah, like, yeah. so I, I have a, I think I'm really good in life at um ignoring what I find like stupid. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, no, I'm not going to pay attention to that. Yeah, you know? I feel like you, like don't, you, can, you don't sweat that water stuff. Water finds its level. Like, yeah. you find the people. Like, keep it out of your sphere. Yeah, or like, we I'm find sure the people we connect with. When you write Vivi ultimately, you attract a certain kind of fan that feels like you're friends yes. when, you're, when you're not. Yeah. And that can be an uncomfortable situation. I mean, I experienced that when I was at Thought Catalog a lot. Yeah. People being like, oh my God, we'd be like best friends. And you're like, no. And I'm like, well, if you really knew me, you'd know that I don't really want to have friends. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I don't leave the house. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like it takes literally a crane to yeah. pull me out of the house and yeah. like, put me somewhere that I don't want to be until I can like go home and just like watch TV and like hole up again. Totally. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, I just wish we could like hang out. I'm like, I don't hang out. Like, yeah. I mean, like I occasionally, but, yeah, yeah. but I think that I, hang, oh, I hang out with you because I like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it's rare. I mean, yeah. there's certain people who I enjoy their company, yeah. but like the, it's, 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 you it's know, slim. I know I, I like, it. I like being I alone. smaller and smaller, but being able like, one of the great accomplishments of So Sad Today, like as a Twitter account, is that you talk about anxiety and depression in like a really humorous way mm-hmm. and it becomes like normalized and relatable and smart. And yeah. so you're lolling your way through the darkness. Yeah, you're lolling your well, way through the darkness. And for me, which like, is like, it's a coping mechanism. My preferred you know? coping mechanism. Yeah, because it gives you, we talked about control, mm-hmm. to be able to reframe a narrative like that of something that can be like so dark and so lost. You can just be so lost within yourself. And then to like be able to make it funny and to like, it, it, it's probably, it's the illusion of control. I'm, I'm never going to like necessarily control all my brain functioning mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I don't have control ultimately over my anxiety and depression. I can do all the right things and I can definitely do things to like alleviate it and make my like relapses much, um, right. m- more infrequent. But sometimes you just get sick and it's like, but to have that, like the ability to reframe the narrative, that's awesome. Right. Cause it's like, 
that's like, you know, you're like, all right, asshole. Because like, right. you're like, all right, little, you know, bitch. Like, do you get overwhelmed by the prospect of like going on a book tour? Is that like, because you are like going, yeah. you're like one of those rare publishing people, like where you actually are getting a book, like book tour. You're yeah. like going on tour. It's small though. Yeah. But like, it's just, yeah. I it's mean, like small. I'm just flashing back to my book party where Simon Schuster, I had Jim Parsons, you know, at the fucking powerhouse arena and they wouldn't pay for wine <laughs> oh my god totally they were like no sorry not in the budget i was like what budget You're i didn't like, know there was a budget <laughs> like are you kidding like, like there's a budget there's a budget was yeah. i not cc on the $2? budget dollars like yeah. yeah i'm confused um but you are going on the like tour like it's small but it's still a tour and like do mm-hmm. you get overwhelmed by doing all of that i mean I mean, I'm not the best traveler in general. Like, there's a reason why before I got sober 13 years ago, I never, um, like landed in any city, um, not in a blackout. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't think I was ever lucid. (laughs) Right. Because travel makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. It's like my safety, you know, of my surroundings is, so there's that. Like, I get nervous about that. Um, I, I have gone through like some performance anxiety periods in my like life as a writer where I'm scared to like be on state like Albany yeah um but for me it's actually funny it's like it's more when I'm signing the books that um because it's like I usually like haven't like I don't know like my blood sugar gets low or some shit and like I'm just like sitting there and I'm like it's again in a situation where I'm like well if I got up and like that would be so weird right because one time I had this therapist who was like you know you're never trapped in a situation you can always leave and I'm like uh, that's not really true. Yeah. No. Like, it's kind of not true. I mean, no. right. Like, you technically, could. yeah, but like, I, like, that would <laughs> but also be weird. There are consequences. I'd be yeah. very the judged. Hand, the other side of that sentence is that there are I would say, though, if you were the, if you were but, the well, one, that's the thing. To why leave, so then I think be, it would be on brand. Why is so sad today? Can I not give myself permission? Like, okay, be, so that, if that was the worst thing that happened, people would probably understand. Yeah, like, get it. look what I'm writing about. Right. But, I would not, I don't give myself that permission. Right. You know, and that's why I needed to start so sad today because I don't give myself that permission in life to have like, um, what I perceive as flaws. Do you think so sad today will ever end the Twitter account? Um, I keep saying like after each book, I'm like, okay, but honestly, I'm an, I'm an addict. Like I'm a junkie. And like every day there is a moment where I'm like, I hate myself. Oh, let me tweet this. Or like, I'm having a feeling. Let's avoid it. You know? like Totally. But it's powerful to be able to do that under a persona that's like where Mm. you can say things that you want to say, but you don't necessarily have to own it as like, this is me, Melissa Broder. Even though it's no longer anonymous and hasn't been for some time, I do still feel like a cloak of anonymity. Like I do still say things on there that I would not say on my personal account. Mm -hmm. And I mean. Lord yeah. knows. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, your aunt calls you and, like, four, is like, are you okay? You know, oh like, Oh, my it's God. Just, not a good look. Not a good Facebook look. People, like a people babe out all the time in, on Facebook. Facebook oh, is a, yes. it's a babe cesspool. It's a babe Oh, pool. my God. Yeah. It's a people babe lose it on Facebook. For- People By the way, go, I am so judgmental. I'm like, look at this loser. But like, I have, and then I'm like, look at your Twitter account. Like, <laughs> I have, I have total Marlon Randos following me because of Thought Catalog. I, I would say that like 90% of the people I don't even know. And so I'm like sucked into people's dramas who I don't, I've never met them before. And some of them are really dark. Like there's one having like a true psychotic episode and he's tweeting about the gut or he's Facebooking about the government taking all his money. And like, mm. there are people watching him and people are literally commenting like, are you okay? Call me. We went by the house today. You weren't there. Are you okay? Okay, da, da, da. That sounds the, kind of interesting, drama-wise. Yeah, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> so you don't know the person? No. But it's weird. Yeah. I don't Can't know. Can you I mute get, it? I, I worry about... No, I don't know how to do that. 
I really don't. <laughs> what? I worry about getting things through like babe most. You can always leave to paraphrase the therapist. You That's can always true. leave. Anyways, okay, well whatever. That's the thing, right? It's like yeah. you can, but but we don't. Yeah. So we're gonna read some babe mail, right? Do you want to? Yeah, read some let's mail? do some babe mail. Um, All right. Babes, my friend Colleen turned me on to the pod and I've been obsessed ever since. Love the name Colleen. Love Colleen. I have an aunt named Colleen. Love her. Yeah. The first episode I listened to was about Ryan's asshole. And honestly, I relate on so many levels. I've totally been to one of those massages where you're like, okay, whoa, a dick is in my face all of a sudden. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) I'm writing because I... Tell me more. (laughs) Experienced a truly ah, babe moment involving a tanning bed i'm a snow white skinned gent living in ny where the only light that hits my skin comes from my office window before a vacation to mexico i wanted a bit of a pre-glow so i went to my local tanning salon where they happened to have a special unlimited visits for two weeks plus a free (laughs) disgusting tanning lotion the front desk lady was a total fag hag and we hit it off so she upgraded my special to a level two standing bed more tan less burn I started off easy for the first few days. I'd go into the little vestibule, strip, lotion up, goggles on, and hit start. After four visits, I was still pasty as ever. After consulting my mother, who is a tanaholic, she suggested I turn up the power. Uh, I also moonlight as a dancer, plot Uh, twist, so I have a hard time standing still and would do these pivot turns again and again during the tan. Visit six, I go in and ask the lady to turn the level up real high. Oh, no. Mid-pivot turn, I trip over myself and fall into the big light panel in front of me. (laughs) Instead of feeling the burn, the panel opens up. I'm confused, but after a few minutes, I realize I've been standing in the dressing room the whole time (laughs) and actually had not gotten into the tanning bed. Naturally, my first experience, the level is set on high, so I I left a sheepishly bright purple and telling my front desk friend that it really worked this time i've never felt so idiotic in my life but in my defense a paper on the wall in the tube shaped dressing room says sit back and relax and yes i did sit in the chair for one session i was tired needless to say (laughs) this is a good lesson and don't ever go to the fucking tanning bed you'll get skin cancer and we'll have a tan for approximately two days also i can't wait for merch keep up the good fight babe oh my wait i'm confused i think this babe went and thought they were standing in a tanning bed, but they were just in a waiting room the whole time. Wait. No. Wait. That is in, wait, that is actually by the way, I would do that. Because can I tell you something? I okay, do you know like when you're at a public place and there's a restroom and you knock and it, it's or whatever, it's busy, you know, it's locked or something. So you wait in line and a line forms behind you. I can't tell you how many times I have thought that someone's been in the bathroom when they haven't been. Oh so God. a line will form behind me and everyone will be like, God, they're taking a long time. And I'll just open it and then it'll just open. It's empty. And then literally the people behind me will be like, you fucking idiot. What the <laughs> oh, fuck I is wrong with do you? That. I do that all the time. Because I never, I have like a really a fear of walking in on well, anyone. I don't ever, I'm not like, mm, mm, you know what I mean? Because I'm right, not like. Right, because you want to let them poop. I want to let them poop. But nobody's pooping. No one's no pooping. No one's even in there. I, yeah, right. No one's in there. Yeah. Wait, that's incredible, and that's kind of lol. Yeah, obsessed. it's amazing. That's like the what higher power is telling you, like, don't tan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love. I just like poured oh, whatever. Okay. What? I think I just like. Never mind. I thought snot went into my water, but it didn't. Oh. Okay. Good. I think. Anyway, whatever. It's all coming from the same place. <laughs> it's, it's true, actually. Okay. 
Hey, Lara and Ryan, I think I'm babying out and I need your help. I'm in my early 30s, married to a great guy and working in a new job I find enjoyable. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It's not. <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. No! Sounds like she's babying out. It sounds like a nightmare. It's not sexy or world changing, but yeah, I like what I do not. and I'm good at it. I have a solid group of friends who law with me, a loving, supportive family, hobbies I enjoy. On paper, life is good. However, Here's, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I know. Here's the issue. I'm really hitting babe about my weight. I'm not obese, and most people would probably describe me as chubby rather than fat. Diplomatic people love to say voluptuous because I always gain weight in my tits, which is less cool than it sounds when you're Mm. stuck trying to find a size H bras that aren't heinous and emotionally scarring, but I digress. Fair enough. My new job is really sedentary, and I'm bingy when it comes to food that's bad for me. I have a really hard time sticking to workout plans, and I'm generally unable to resist temptation, whether it's to eat too much or skip the gym. My husband is a machine who rode bikes 15 hours a week, accelerating his already stellar metabolism so he's pin thin and never not eating yummy calorie-dense food, a.k.a. my kryptonite. Wow. The babying comes in because I'm fixated and obsessive about weight loss, but simultaneously angry about unrealistic beauty expectations, unfair expectations for men versus women, etc., etc., This struggle between opposing beliefs is consuming a ton of my emotional energy, probably exacerbated because I'm a Gemini rising. Oh, shit. I'm wasting hours looking at Photoshop happy Instagram fitness accounts. I walk down the street and examine other women's bodies to see how mine stacks up. Sometimes I can't tell if I'm eating food because I'm hungry, natural, giving in to an uncontrollable craving, not good. Or is a fuck you to beauty standards counterproductive? I can't believe there are people who like don't do that. I know. <laughs> I don't. Lost- we all do that. I know, I know. I've lost some of my lollability when I watch shows like Vanderpump Rules because I'm either envious of these thin sculpted women or angry that I feel pressure to measure up to them, or both at the same time, which is a real mind fuck. My pattern seems to be that I get motivated, start working out and eating right, and then get angry and tired of fighting, so I give up. Tale as old as time, right? On the one hand, the weight creep is real. The weight creep is real and fatting out of clothes that were once baggy is frustrating and demoralizing, especially because I feel like I'm edging into that age demographic when women who aren't 10 start to become invisible. On the other hand, it feels really shitty and trifling to be so preoccupied with my outside appearance when everything else in my life is going so well. It also makes me feel like a garbage feminist. All this to say, where is the balance? How do I break out of this ragey envy spiral? How do you guys maintain healthy bodies without sinking into the emotional morass of unreachable expectations? Any help, pearls of wisdom, or even trolls to help me find my laws about this would be extremely appreciated. Babe, Look- you just called our bodies healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm triggered. What do you mean? No, I mean, like, this is like, kind of, it voices like a very, I have the same struggle, I think, as this person, as this babe. Uh, yeah, it's very common. I, I don't have it, but I mean, in terms of like, well, I mean, when I, I gained weight and then I, and then I, well, okay. I love when people who like have never had an eating disorder or like food issues are like, well, I sort of feel, well, I'm like, Ryan, you're fine with well, food. Here's, yeah. Here's it. I'm pretty okay with food. You're I mean, okay. I can, I can. You're totally, annoying about food, but it doesn't come from a disordered place. No. It just comes from like you being a Virgo. I can be totally like Benji Cohan. Trust me. But like, <laughs> I like, I, <laughs> Oh my god, David Cohan listens to this podcast sometimes, I think. Maybe he'll 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 appreciate that pun. Um anyway, so 
No. Um, basically, like, what happened for me was, like, you know, I gained weight and then I was tired of doing that. And so I never worked out a day in my life. And then I just got addicted to working out because of the endorphins. That truly is, like, what has kept me going for the last three or four years. I work out five days a week or four days a week sometimes. And the endorphins I get from working out are my new drug. I would like, I also think it's easier to like be good with exercising when you've been addicted to drugs. Cause it really is like a new drug. It's like the same thing the Percocet used to give me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would, <laughs> I would tell her to get addicted to Percocet and then watch her life go down the tube and then quit and then find solace in the gym. <laughs> That's my expert advice. Anyway, you, anyway. But no, you should definitely take this one. Laura. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it's hard. It's hard. Cause there's, I'm the same way where I'll like, I'll work out or be like eating really healthfully and get strong and like feel good about myself. And I know when I'm feeling, I know when I like my body, cause I'll like look in the mirror more and like do like weird dances and like just like <laughs> Wait, be really good myself. Weird, weird dance. Like I'll just like dance naked in front of the mirror and <gasps> then I like like my body and like the way it looks. It's like just like my own solo moment. Okay. But when I'm doing that more, <laughs> it's because I like the way my body looks. And when I'm doing that less, which has been like pretty much in this year is like, I don't like the way my body looks and it's probably just you don't well no I like go in and out Mm -hmm. but like I haven't been working out a lot and so it's like it all comes back to like how often I'm working out because that really does like up my serotonin and like help me in a multitude of ways but I don't know. I struggle with consistency and like a personal thing. I, I actually really I think giving like fitness tips to everyone is so different. Yeah. Everyone's like I so don't, I, I can't say like just work out and it's all going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've tried to do that and it's not all fine. Like I've, what I've, I would, I would say to this person, okay, first of all, my yeah. oldest relationship is my fucked up relationship with food. So I'm okay. like history of like, you know, eating disorder, disorder, eating like crazy, mm. all the shit, whatever. But, um, what I would say is like, the term garbage feminist is like hilarious. Like, is that like something like, I'm like, is that, is that like, like a magazine like like or or a bad feminist bad, like yeah. what the hell like okay we're gonna beat ourselves up for not like looking a certain way and then we're gonna beat ourselves up for beating ourselves up it's yeah. like let that shit go if you feel superficial allow yourself to feel superficial without like seeing where it charts on your ethical yeah. or moral that's a world compass and you don't live in like some utopia or you where can try to like, like you know you can try to work with it and be like i don't want to like i don't want to live in this um, structure, but don't like shame yourself, you yeah. know, like, well, I should be better than this. Yeah. Like, no, that's the committee. Honey. Like, yeah, that's the committee on the committee. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the committee. It's a shame spiral everywhere. Yeah. You turn. It's like, it's hard stuff. Um, but don't like beat yourself up for beating yourself up, you know, like pick up, put down the, ro- put down the rock and pick up a feather. If you're going <laughs> to beat yourself up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that too. I mean, I don't, it's, I don't like having, like, I hate I not like being giving, able to say, like, this is the answer. There's or no tell answer. You, but there, because there's. To me, it's so personal. You can be superficial and deep at the same time. Like, yeah. You can have, yeah. like, a terror of death and also be, like, obsessed about your keratin treatment. Like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can, like, I would say, like being, value humans for who they are on the inside and still judge yourself for who you are on the outside. Like, it doesn't make you anything to have these self-doubts yeah. also just like be more forgiving of yeah. yourself forgiving like, but also 
for me, like being honest with myself about like what makes me feel good mm-hmm. and what makes me feel bad has been really helpful in the process of just like self-acceptance and body acceptance. It's like, okay, if I follow like a bunch of Victoria's Secret models on Instagram, I'm going to feel like shit about myself because I don't have the same body as them. So that's like goes on the bad list of things that I try not to do. Like, do I still go to Candace Swanepoel's Instagram account and like scroll through it and like every single photo? Yeah, I'm obsessed with her. But like, it's like all in moderation. I have to know what being really aware of like how things affect me is like a helpful way of like navigating and trying to like be negatively affected less. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I said weighing myself. Like, You'll be happy to hear that. Oh, thank fucking yeah, months God. Yeah, ago. I used to weigh myself every day. Now yeah. I just don't care. Ryan would literally come over and be like, oh my God, babe, I gained three pounds. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I was like, that's literally how a body works. Yeah. Like, yeah. one like day. you drank something or you didn't poop. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, do you need to pee? I, did, yeah, like, I, I don't do that anymore. Thank do God. That. Oh, you haven't really done that. No, I haven't done that in months. I haven't heard you ha- say that no, to me in a long time. Because you know what? Because you know what? I know, I know my weight because I know how things fit. That's mm. literally it. Yeah. Like, if things fit tight, I've gained some weight. Yeah. Also, like, I gain weight exclusively in my face and my stomach. Mm. So, like, I know when things are... And that's the same way for me is, like, I judge really by the way clothes fit and how I feel about my body. But it's also hard. I mean, I have a lot of, like, I like... I have a... I have a... I call, like, emotional cutting where it's, like, I'll do things, like, stop working out and just, like, eat whatever I want just to see what happens and then slowly watch as, like, I gain weight and I get too big for, like, some of my jeans and then I can, like, tell myself that I'm, like, a fat loser and, like, it all comes back to, like, how I want to punish myself for stuff like that. So it's, like, I don't know. I just try not to try to do that less. (laughs) Go to therapy. Not you. I mean, you should go to therapy, too. But Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel for her. It's living a really in a body struggle. is really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It doesn't always being do like a want. spiritual being, I mean, human experience. It's like yeah. the worst. Yeah. Like I didn't ask for this. No, you know, <laughs> totally. it's like ew. You're yeah. just assigned to the body. Like you're, gonna you're put literally me- given a body. Yeah, and, and that's it's like, the body oh, you have to deal with. Great, and it's not the one that you're gonna see represented all the time. No, and like, also, I personally think. Um, voluptuous women are like really hot uh, but you yeah. know but that's my own hypocrisy because i'm that's like easy... i won't give myself that permission right. but i would like you know i'll fuck like a woman who's like hundreds of pounds you know but yeah. like i'm like like no like don't like you know you're only gonna have a halo top right for myself yeah oh i my can't God. give you, myself i think that and you just hold... disgusting oh yeah i'm not a, i'm like if i'm gonna go ice cream i'm gonna go like full-blown full ice cream. i like that i can eat the whole thing yeah okay fair i'm enough. like give me something that's like infinite yeah, totally. And like won't have repercussions. Yeah. That's what I've been looking for my whole life. But yeah. Maybe think <laughs> about what part, like making a list of like what helps you feel positive and what helps you feel negative and then like recognizing moments when also, you're like punishing yourself. Wait, because uh, I just, I like, this is like my exact struggle. Also like do a schedule that is sustainable. I like, I never, I never do something that I know I can't do. I don't set myself up to fail. I set myself up to win. So like, I don't, I would never adhere to a workout schedule that I just couldn't do because I knew that would feel like shit. So I would say, start out small. Like, don't get so obsessive. I feel like that's when people make mistakes. You know what I mean? They go, they go 100% or 140%. And then, of course, they, they fall off because that is not sustainable for their yeah. lifestyle. So it's a, it's literally just like a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. 
And I've been bad about that too, where it's like I would sign up for class pass and then I'd be like, okay, it's six or seven days a week. And it's like all this blah, blah, blah. And then yeah, you used to work out twice a day. Yeah. And wow. then it would like, yeah. and then I just burn out eventually. And now that I'm like, yeah. yeah. And now that I'm like doing this one workout class, I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm vomiting. And that's like my body telling me that I should not be pushing so hard. Yeah. And like, I don't have to like sprint at like a nine like i could just do like a fast run and i don't have to be like the fastest person and i can slowly build myself up and like just give myself a break like you just have to be like kind to yourself which is like the hardest thing it's so like i can hear it in other people you know i'm like girl put down the rock pick up a feather but like i don't think i've ever picked up a feather you know like but it's but I can hear it, but you can see it in other people. Yeah, but also like get some help with it. Like we're not, ex- you know, like um, find like go to a couple, th- go to a couple nutritionists maybe who have like psychological background in New York and like get somebody on your team, you know, mm-hmm. like for me personally with like, it takes a lot of like sailors to keep this ship afloat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm not doing it alone. Yeah. Like there's people to touch me every day. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's paying <laughs> people to, yeah, like go to, to a couple touch. interview, you know, me- go to, go to a couple nutritionists so you find someone who you're like, Who's cool, like who doesn't suck, you know, and who is like, and then like, you know, you guys can like maybe work out a plan because it's like so hard to, this stuff is so nebulous and we have so much like emotional connection to it that sometimes it's good to just like, all right, like I'm just going to turn this over to like a professional and like get some help with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Especially when you like want to just be in control and like be the powerhouse. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that you struggle with that, but you're not alone. So the end. (laughs) Um, Okay. Here's another one. Ryan and Laura. Laura. Again. again? Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. Are they doing this to troll you? It's okay. He he followed up and with a response, he goes, holy fuck. I can't believe I said Laura, not Laura. I apologize. So you're forgiven. (laughs) But this email might be a lot. I love that. Oh, okay, first, okay. first off, I found you both from my love for Carly. I'm forever thankful. You get me through my weird marketing job at a law firm and make me not hate running. Let's get to it. I'm sharing my babe blackout experiences to help warn other people who use prep or want to use prep about some of the side effects. I came to NYC from Kansas City as a classy-ish drinker. I'd been drinking since I was 14, and I thought I'd left all my puking and messy moments behind me in high school. Essentially, by the time I got to college, I never puked anymore and was always composed slash had never blacked out. Around my first quarter, I started prep because I wanted to be able to live my full thought truth in the city with less risk, but was not told that as a side effect, I might get drunk really easily and black out. After about two weeks on the medicine, when I would get drunk really easily, but... It wasn't until I played with my old friend Vodka that things took a turn. One night, I was pre-gaming in my dorm, and the next thing I know, I wake up in my dorm with a link to a YouTube famous girl from my school's blog that has me praying over a random Jewish family. Oh. <laughs> a video of me making Wait, out... what? I wake up in my dorm with a link to a YouTube famous girl from my school's blog that has me praying over a random Jewish family, a video okay. of me making out with my straight guy friend, and three cigarette burns on my arm. Although this should have been enough warning that something in my system was different, I thought I'd just had my first blackout. The next weekend, I went out with some basic gays from NYU I had never hung out with to get out of my comfort zone. After two shots of flavored vodka, also anyone who willingly buys flavored vodka is deaf a babe. Uh, well, we know about yeah. that. 
The night became spotty and gone from me. I can remember paying for Ubers, binging, bringing my own wine in the club by putting what? it in my crotch, paying for people's what? drinks, and then Wait, on the way home... you brought a bottle of wine to the club? <laughs> that's like... <laughs> I that's, like that's, that. I respect that. I kind of love that. But also his... <laughs> His crotch must have looked gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the way home, in an Uber I pay for, I jump out 30 streets from my home and the boys thought I was being silly. I waddle down to the train, blow chunks, and after being confused, I co hail a cab home. I get home, don't have a card or cash, so I ran away from the driver. In the morning, I thought it was all a dream. I let a few weeks go by, and I think that my body has just changed, and I can't drink like a 17-year-old me could. Then my friend comes in town who knows the Kansas City me who can go hard, and she only drinks vodka, so I go for it. All I can remember from the night is getting kicked out of the club for blowing a guy in the bathroom. (laughs) Sneaking back in, hooking up with the guy so vigorously that I faceplant, almost getting pulled into an Uber with the guy who I faceplanted with, and leaving my friend with nowhere to stay than running from him saying, JK, I'm not coming. And then getting home with my friend, running to my dorm, leaving her downstairs for 30 minutes because I'm passed out. I wish I could say these tales are the extent of my blackout days, but there's more I can't even get into. I don't know if it's more babe that I let myself blackout for a few months before looking into it or that I kind of enjoyed letting myself be less uptight. I finally called my doctor and figured out what my medicine had been doing. And now I stay away from hard liquor, but I now know but I now and then let my blackout alter ego out for a joy ride from a babe who's still not perfected the art of babe drinking on prep. Mm-hmm. Honey. Well, all that still sounds better than HIV. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> At least you're on prep. I mean, if you're going to be committed to a blackout lifestyle. But I would also say, yeah, don't drink vodka. Also, people who drink vodka are, I'm convinced, psychotic. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, vodka drinkers are truly need They, they mystify me. They need I help. Don't get it. Well, you know what it is for me? So, I love the taste of alcohol. Like, I love tequila. I love wine. Blah, blah, Vodka doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like rubbing alcohol. Everyone knows that. So, people that drink vodka like are people that just want to get drunk with, lo- like, no calories. So, to me, it's just like, vodka and binge drinker, like, like they go hand in hand. Yeah. I feel like, right? I mean, that was like... Did you drink vodka or you drink everything? Well, I drink everything, but um, I drank a lot of vodka only because I thought you couldn't smell it, which you can totally Oh, you can totally smell, smell it. it. But I thought you couldn't smell it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, no, but I, I, I did. Yeah. You did, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of vodka myths, like it's calorie free and you can't smell it. Like I, every alcohol it's not has calorie free and yeah, you can free. smell it. Yeah, yeah. It's but gross. Like, that it tastes, was the it tastes that, truly disgusting. That was the alcohol that made me black out consistently, and then I just eliminated it. Like I liked after like Jack and Diet Coke. Like I would always do like mm. diet mixers. You know, I was like, I'm, I the eating disorder and the alcohol. I'm only and, like, tequila. Be together. I'm a tequila girl. Yeah, I mm. don't even drink really hard alcohol that often anymore because I just like I don't. I don't want to get shit faced. So yeah. it's like a non I don't know. Sometimes I honestly get more wasted off wine than hard alcohol. Yeah. In fact, I would say, actually, I do get more shit faced. But I wine. like the wine drunk feeling more than I like a hard I, alcohol. I also feeling. can get brutally hungover from wine. Brutally. In yeah. ways that I can't with hard alcohol. In a weird way, tequila is safer for me than wine. I mean, but anyway, I don't, I don't. I mean, does he need help? The blacking out a lot. <laughs> Is really scary. That's and scary. I've never blacked out. As ever. someone who's blacked out a ton, I just, I don't know. It's I well, I would say yeah. Either get off prep and start wearing condoms, or don't. 
It sounds like he was less looking for advice and more yeah. issuing a cautionary tale. It was like a PSA. Yeah. Mm, of like, totally. if you're on prep, you can black out yeah, more like, easily. Yeah, note, like, note this. Don't mm, go through it. That's whatever. important because I was thinking about going on prep, sort of. Go on it. Well, yeah, but I'm not like fucking people. So. Yeah. So why are we going on prep? Well, I mean, if I was fucking people. Oh, if you're, oh, so you're thinking that. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'm always I'm thinking so about it. I'm so interested in your journey. Well, I'm always thinking about it, but Jonathan has me on a short leash. Uh, <laughs> it's an ever-evolving conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it doesn't evolve. It stays at the same goddamn place. <laughs> but there are, like, here and there, like... No. There's no moments. No. 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 He's like, this is my butt. I mean, literally, he's like, you can fuck porn stars and sex workers. I was like, great. Ooh, no. Actually, no. I have done that. It's fine. But I want to fuck someone porn stars? who I don't pay for. You want you want what we were talking about, which want, is the love you can't have, like dopamine mm, rush, false no, intimacy, I just want like to have fuck fest. I just want to have sex with them that I don't pay. Is that yeah, too much to yeah. ask? No, for God's you. sake. You don't want them to be like performing. Yeah. I want to like make out with someone at whack bar. I mean, I, I can, it's fine. I You're can. allowed to. I, well, yeah, I think, I, I think, I don't know. Just yeah. Like, yeah set the band, set, yeah. figure out where the line I is. can definitely make out with someone at a gay bar for sure. That's like nothing. But gay porn Anyone stars, that would be awesome. Cause I have like, um, I love the cocky boys. Do you know? Oh the yeah. Co- Shout uh-huh. out to the cocky boys. Jonathan loves I met him. Tate Hansen, who's, who's like so gorgeous. He's just one of the cocky boys. I don't know if he's doing work with them anymore, but he's like so. <laughs> I love that you're versed on like the gay porn mm, news. I love. Well, because I love I love these gay porn boys because it's like, um, I don't like really usually like get off all the way to gay porn. Like I usually have to trans transition to something much like more disgusting oh, and yeah. weird. Totally. But I like to watch it for like an hour and just like feel <laughs> the hour. longing and love in my heart for them. Totally. And yeah. feel like kind of because I know they'll never want me. So I'm right. like, oh, this is a perfect person to affix my longing to. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Have like gay porn. Sex. Yeah, like certain and like especially when it's very it's so funny too, because I'll be watching it, I'm like, oh my God, he really loves him. Like cause Cocky <laughs> Boys is very it can be like kind of romantic. Wow. Yeah. But then, like, you know, then that. in, like, eight more clips, they're, like, he's, like, fucking someone else. And, but, yeah, but Tate Hansen's beautiful. Um, and we hung out, which was, like, kind of – I was, How like, that I don't even know what I'm going to say. Um, I interviewed him for Vice. Oh, okay. And then I was going to be in New York, and we, like, met up. And I think we went to Central Park. Yeah. Cool. Love. Yeah, well, it was kind of cool, but I was also kind of, like, I, like, don't – like, I can't. Like, I, I – like, he was – because he was just so gorgeous. Is he bi? And also, I've, like, seen – He's not bi. Okay. Actually, I mean, maybe he has a little bi in him, right. but like, I'm not going to be the one. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I've never like affixed myself to a porn star, yeah. like, found, like guy like, or girl. Which it's is like my bread and butter. Really? Oh, I always do. I'm like, and I've, I have I, I hooked up with the point, my porn star of my dreams. Yeah. Well, like a lot of people. Uh-huh. Who? Or you don't want to I say. can't say on the okay, podcast. Okay, okay. But I literally, like, Lara said something about oh, him. And, and I was like, oh, everyone will know who this is. And sure enough, everyone did. Did it live up to the fantasy? Well, I came way too quick. I came like a 14-year-old. So oh. it actually was kind of like interrupt us a little bit. Yeah. So, but it was really hot. And he actually, like, wanted to fuck because we was he was just doing a massage. And then he was like, he, like, fell in love with my ass. Which, <gasps> like, same. Such a lovely and, experience. And was just like, oh my god, can I please like fuck your ass? And I was like, yes. I thought you would literally never ask. That is like, a dream porn. Mm-hmm. You're just getting a massage and they cannot resist your yeah, ass. Yeah, he cannot resist my ass. So he tried and, I mean, it, it just was really over quick. Yeah. So, there you go. But that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. 
I've just always found like I get all dreamy about it. I'm yeah, like, no, oh, totally. you fucked like your favorite porn star. Yeah, no, I know. It's the most romantic love story I've ever. I know, heard. I know, right? You're like, wow, your love life. It's I'm really like, that's so popping. beautiful. <laughs> Maybe I need to like research porn stars and figure out who I like. Sure. I just like Google and act, and then I like go down mm. whatever like act K hole I'm like into at the time. Yeah, that sounds good. Good. My adventure. porn star crushes are different than the porn. Like the, some of the people I like, like really jerk off to. Like mm-hmm. it's like you know, like fat mill fucks. Like you know, like like twenty year old daughter. And I'm like, these are my friends. Yeah, yeah, but totally like I don't like, know like, that oh, I actually. Hello. Yeah, you know. Oh, or, no, yeah, you know, I like like a going down like a weird rabbit. Yeah, well, not weird to like put assign judgment on it, but just like a. <laughs> No, like it can, you can like, be there and be like, this is weird. I mean, like, like that's after fair. you come, you're like, ah. But no, like, but there, I, I have, feel, a, yeah, but I, I have a little archive regrets. of like my links, my faves, you know? I, I used to be so ashamed of being into incest porn because I was like, was I molested? But I wasn't. No, and I, and I don't feel like I want to fuck my dad or my brother. Same. So it really that. is just a taboo. It's an ultimate taboo. Yeah. And I just get off on it. And by the way, they don't, like, they're so obviously not related in porn. Yeah. You know, but no. it's still so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I also like, it. I don't know, like, I have mommy issues. I do not want to have sex with my mom, but yeah. I would love for, like, a nurturing MILF with, like, size, like, F titties <laughs> to just, like, breastfeed me. Totally. You know? And yeah. then we, like, bump pussies for, like, an hour. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, she's really fat. And, like, that to me symbolizes, like, she has embraced herself and therefore embraces that inner part of me that my mother couldn't. Mm-hmm, you know? Right. But I don't, like, think about that when Stuff I'm jerking like that. off. Yeah, I'm yeah, just, totally. like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, do we Should we do else? one more? Oh, we'll yeah. Do one more, yeah. Okay, we'll do one more. Sorry. <laughs> Dear Lara and Ryan, let me start by singing my praises of Lara just because I can. I love her takes on people, places, things, Beep. and so respect her sharing little bites of her life. Beep. Someone I'm going to root for, blah, blah, blah. He says a lot of nice things. But now on to Ryan, the cause of concern in my life right now. Wait, what? I'm a 22-year-old gay in the big city of Manhattan with a trendy and well-paying job, good friends, and an Equinox membership. Wait, 22? Who's hiring you, honey? Also, Equinox at 22? Yeah, wait, what? When I was 22, I was like ordering Pad Thai and watching Rachel Zoe Project. Yeah, I was at like 24-hour fitness in San Francisco. I had an Equinox membership that I just never would go to, so then I just like let it bleed out. Wow. But that's why I have financial problems. (laughs) (laughs) In a sense, and from an onlooker's perspective, I have it all. However, when you peel back the layers of Everlane clothing I keep buying because Everlane. of podcast ads, you'll discover Neverlane. a grim secret. <laughs> My sex life is non-existent. Aww. Readers begin to drop. In the first episode of Babe that I listened to, Ryan talked about basically not getting fucked for like 10 years, I think, which is a real fear of mine right now. My last hookup was in early September with a guy who was ugly in a cute way, but also kind of disgusting and an absolute babe. I basically got shit dicked and as a result went totally soft and kind of ran out of his apartment only to be ghosted by him for four months. Another drop in readers. Ever since that experience. Pennsylvania. Sometimes you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna, don't be surprised. It's gonna happen. Don't be surprised. Of course. You play with fire, you're gonna get burned. Or shit on. Yeah. Yeah. Fire shits, right? No? Okay. Ever since that experience, I've been terrified that I won't get hard the next time I try and enter an asshole. Babe is canceled. (laughs) Of course, I could always just try it out again and see what happens. And I have plenty of guys who I'd be able to fuck, but I can't help but pull myself away from any scenario that could turn sexual. And it's just not just because of a messy bottom. 
I think it stems from serious self-confidence issues, being fat in high school, anxiety, being a perfectionist with my physical self, mm. etc. And it doesn't help that I have severe never babe tendencies, but I'm trying to find a way out of this deep K-hole before it gets any worse. My idea is just to be open and upfront with some Marlon Rando about all of this on Grinder, or more preferably and possibly no. more babier scruff. But I can understand how this could lead to a probably scenario because I'm terrified of anonymous sex and also vulnerability. Anyways, oh, at the same time, that's interesting. Wow. Love you, Lara and Ryan. Maybe I'll figure this out, or I can wait ten years to find my own Jonathan. Um, yeah, this is really hard. It's hard. I, I, I have been there. I have been queer. It's like it's a. What I want to say is run, don't walk to your nearest asshole because literally <laughs> like, like you should have sex immediately. And I'm, I'm not being like, I'm not being flippant about it. I mean, I, I, I don't believe in regrets. I really don't, but I do sort of, if I could believe in them, I would <laughs> totally, totally fucking regret being celibate for 10 years. It has fucked me up. I'm paying for it now. Oh, honey, the credit, like the credit card bill came. <laughs> And it was like time to pay up. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's and an ongoing, it's journey. an ongoing journey for me. Yeah. And my my need for validation and acceptance and blah, blah blah, and wanting to feel wanted and desired because I felt so unwanted for so long. Look, it's real, and I, and I'm, that's a thing that you don't realize about these like issues that you kind of struggle with around like your twenties is that they come back yeah. later to haunt. They you do, and they like, do, yeah, and they will pop up, and then the reckoning will come eventually. Well, Joan Didion wrote about it once in like an essay how she was like every mistake, every conversation, every fight, everything. It all added up. It all meant something. I didn't think it did, but it did. And I was like, whatever. I read it when I was like twenty four, like probably like popping a pill, being like, whatever. Fuck you, Joan, my queen. Um, but uh, she was right, and um, I know it sounds really impossible. This idea of uh, intimacy and being with someone and I know the anxiety about not being able to get hard oh I can so relate to this because when I was in high school and lost my virginity I shit on my boyfriend like a lot <laughs> like in retrospect I'm like god what was wrong with my bowel situation it was like it wasn't just like a speck anyway and I was really and, and we had sex for six months and I probably had accidents three times I was so paranoid of, of having that. So then we broke up and I never fucked anyone since, till Jonathan, literally lol. And, um, but I, I was so paranoid about having accidents. He doesn't really have that problem because he's a top. But really, what am I saying? I don't even know what I'm saying. I was going to say to him, like, have also, maybe have a little compassion for that. Like, you know, he's talking about the messy bottom. It's like, Look where you are. You know what I'm saying? You're a messy like, top. <laughs> well, well, yeah, like, yeah, you're a messy top. Like, it's like, of course, I mean, of course you call them accidents. It's not an accident. It's like probability. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, my asshole is like never vacant. Like, yeah. I don't know. So it seems, I don't know, you know, maybe you can have some compassion for them too and yourself. But I also think Viagra to get back on the horse. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. it's a For good, sure. do a little, Vi- take a little Viagra and that way, like you, you can have the confidence and you'll know. Um, although then you might feel like then you can't fuck without Viagra, but I think like, it's a nice, it's a, it's a nice train. It's a nice like booster seat or training wheel. It's a segue back yeah. into the you land of the into the pattern of fucking on a regular basis, yeah. and then your body well, will kind of pick up. By yeah. the way, by the way, I don't think he needs to tell his story to a random on Scruff or Grinder. No, think, I don't think he needs to go there. No, why does he no. talk about that? By telling your story, you make it your story. You make. Yeah. No, by the way, like, by the way, you always. I always say, you know, and you this make. This is a this is a thing that happens. I think, and you can speak to this with people that don't have sex for a long time. 
and then it starts to like it becomes so big it becomes becomes so big you don't need to make it that big everything that you tell yourself and the more time goes by the more unfuckable you get the less sex you have and it just like don't give this any more real estate do not give it any more real estate do not do not turn this ant into a molehill like Mm. do not do that do not tell the the Marlon Rando that you're fucking your whole fucking sob story do not do that honey it's NBD (laughs) at the end of the day literally so NBD honestly like porn doesn't represent like shit that happens no and like nobody gets shit on in porn unless they want to get shit on yeah I fucked a guy in the ass or they don't want to get shit on but they know they're going to be getting shit on and he had like a whole thing that happened what are you talking about well I just like it was like I thought his asshole was clean it was but there's always like a variable yeah I mean like you go in there you reach a certain place no but there was like a release and then like a smell and it was just like well it never smells like roses well I mean what do you expect but it's like it's one of the like doesn't, I was just doesn't like, smell yeah, like this is doesn't what, smell like Lilabo Santal. No, but I was like, like this is what happens when you fuck someone yeah, in the course. ass. Yeah. Like this is gonna happen. So you it's need like, to just fuck someone and get over it. Seriously, because like, he'll fuck someone and it will be great. And I'm like, oh my god, lol, I was so worried about that and it turned out to be like literally NBD. It's truly NBD. And, you and can if, do like a Viagra training wheel, you know, yeah. just in case you're worried about that. Yeah, and. If you can laugh about it in the moment or just be like, whatever. If like, you can you, get a well-paying job at 22, you can definitely fuck someone in the ass. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Or just Literally, like stick to blow like, ups for a little while too. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, you don't Equinox like, blow membership. it out. You're yeah. fine. Why don't you just like go into an experience and be like, okay, you know, like if you're attracted to someone, like, okay, we're going to do blowjobs and then like, you know, suck my dick and then like, oh, my dick's hard and I want to fuck him in the ass. Like, great. Mm-hmm. You know, you're yes. already, you're halfway there. Totally. Yeah, and just lube it up. A lot of gay guys don't have anal, and they consider blowjobs to be sex. So yeah. you don't have to fuck someone. No, but just like come. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's With no another shit person. In the mouth. Good yeah. luck, honey. I think you're going to be just fine. So you're I. Be fine. I would stop buying your. Clothes this is at like twenty two, <laughs> babe. Everlane's not that bad. It's not that great. It was not that bad. I mean, for 22, it's pretty this good. This is a 22 it's, year uh, old. Problem. When I was 22, like 22 when I was 22, drama. I was wearing like literal trash bags from air, air, like opening ceremony that added 80 pounds to my frame. So, like, who am I to judge? TBA. When I was 22, I was wearing mesh gloves. No. Uh huh. Um, I was wearing <laughs> fishnet stocking. No. Um, like four inch high heels like mini skirts I was dressed like a hooker and I fucked people who like you know basically that like I should have gotten paid to fuck except for I never collected any money like I was fucking them just because I was like free love but like I should have gotten paid oh for some of the God. disgusting people oh, that I had sex with God. and um stumbling around San Francisco in a blackout yeah it was like yeah. no like the look was bad my hair was dyed jet black Wow. And I had like a beret with like a, a pink, beret? A pi- like a pink rose applique on a it. A beret? Yeah, like it Were was, you into like wait. a black and pink color scheme? Definitely. It was like, you know, it was San Francisco, like in like the early to mid 2000s. So I was like very like. Wait, what years did you live there? I lived there from 2001 to 2003, four. Okay. Yeah. So it was very, I mean, San Francisco, it's funny because every time I go back, I'm like, oh, they're still doing this look. You know, it's the, yeah. um, what's the, the norm core. St- or but like what's that no, um the pinup girl they're still yeah, doing the Louise yes. Brooks oh. the vintage Betty page I'm like, it's, yeah they're it's still Betty doing the Betty page. so I was doing a Betty but then I like left and like the Betty left me you yeah. know but like I'll go back and I'm like possessed by Betty oh my god the Betty's still like you know like Silicon Valley has taken over it's like a gazillion dollars to live there but like Betty's still walking around yeah, Betty's yeah. still living laughing Ugh. when I was 22 I owned six pairs of Ugh, oh you did yeah six. 
Yeah. That's a lot. In I had like what? two short pairs, one <laughs> tall, one like that laced up, one that was like crochet. That's disgusting. It was a whole thing. But I that also should lived be, in that Chicago, so it was like Sammy, so that's, 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 whole, that's offensive content. <laughs> that should literally be bleeped out like it's a curse word. All that to say <laughs> Shit happens. Babe, yeah. six pairs of Uggs is babe, right? Yeah, yeah. Am I getting what babe is? Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's some babe. I shit. had a pair with like wood buttons that then like they like Ugh. went up to the knee. Oh, but okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying babe. I'm a role model. Never tried to be <laughs> a law model. Okay, well, he, right. this guy's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, everyone's gonna be fine. That's fine. And we're all for fine. the most part. Like, we're all fucked, but we're also all okay. Yeah. You know? And every the thing is, I think <laughs> that everyone's of. fucked. Yeah. And you just don't realize it because people. Have everyone's fucked, shapes. so you might as well fuck someone else. For there God is some sense. solace in like some like sometimes I'm like okay, well I don't like I'm scared of the dying process, but not to take a dark turn here, but, yeah, like, but no, take the turn. <laughs> I'm like scared it. of the dying process, but I'm like everybody's got to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna do it. So yeah. it's like, all right. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> you're gonna get older. Your body is gonna turn into something. Yeah, and like poop dick, it's just part of the journey. Yeah, to death. You, want, you know what? Nature. Something I've realized is that nature makes you work for it. Yeah. So like, like a hike to a lake or whatever. That's like the worst fucking hike, and you're so sweaty, and you hate the rocks, and it's like dusty, and your nose feels dry. But then you get to a lake, and you're like, oh my god, that hike was like fucking worth it because now i'm at this beautiful lake it's like anal sex yes it kind of hurts you like ease into it you might get shit on your dick but then you have the most amazing orgasm ever and you're like hell yes Yes. the lake is it dark if i order postmates from fresh corn grill for for lunch and dinner (laughs) no that's what i'm doing right now. the salad's good okay we gotta go okay we gotta go bye um oh wait 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 also buy buy melissa's book melissa broder's book yeah Yeah. it comes out may 1st it's called the pisces it's amazing um pre-order on amazon i also was checking on your reviews on goodreads which are really good but i read one that was truly lol which was like i thought this was gonna be like the shape of water but no It's some gross, bizarre sex thing, and also don't read if you're don't read if you're not into period sex. I'm serious. A lot of the I'm people, serious. yeah. There's a lot. There's period sex, but it's like, yeah, who cares? That's a fact of life. Much like, yeah. so if you are into period you go into sex, a vagina, sometimes there's gonna be blood. Yeah, for a week. Yeah, out I of totally every month. Agree. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. do you ever? Did you watch Siren? No. That's a, do you know what that is? Is it about a siren? It's about, yeah, a mermaid. <laughs> it's like about like an evil mermaid siren. Ooh. It's on Freeform. I've been dying to watch Interesting. it. Interesting. And she's like really evil. There's like lots of CGI and it very much aligns with like a mermaid journey. Ooh. And I'm so intrigued by that. Might have siren. to take a look. And you're it also very babe. You're also going on tour, so you're gonna do some events around LA. I'm so if do you some live events. in so if you LA. wanna come and talk about Yeah. Google it. Do you have a website or some shit? Yeah, it's melissabroder.com. Where'd you you get that? It's like a WordPress blog that like like ten years ago I had some guy like hack and like I've just kept it. Perfect. I love that. It's very it's like a sad sets website. Um all right, well, reader shit. It's good. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) This is like reader shit. Then I read 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 her her shit. shit. Okay. All right, Smooch, love you. Bye. 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 Oh, and then donate to our Patreon. Did we talk about that? Oh, oh God. This oh podcast God. has had four false I'm endings. So sorry. But I know. Sandy's like suicidal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Go to www.patreon.com. <laughs> like, I had to drink this weird wine. What? Dot com sorry. Slash babe podcast. 
Follow us on Instagram at Babe Podcast. Email us your questions. We may or may not have answers. Babe Podcast at gmail.com. So would you guys ever do like a bo- like bonus episode? Well, we are. Yeah. For the, okay. So we're recording our bonus episode tomorrow. It will be out by the that time only, this airs. Oh, okay. But only Patreon yeah. members so if can you, get it. If you're not signed up for the Patreon and this episode inspires you <laughs> to sign up for the Which Patreon, should. just yeah. know that waiting for you are two full-length bonus babe episodes. They're sexy. They're sexy. I'm proud of our bonus episodes. Some people would just, you know, they'd be filler. But no, we give it our all. Yeah. So, okay, that's really it. We're okay, actually we're ending done. the podcast. Yeah. This okay, is it. Bye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.